Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is Hooky, and this is the A to Z show. Yes, finally. The stars have aligned, and we are back in business. That's right. My boy. The hiatus has been slashed. Yeah, I have to apologize. It was entirely my fault. Was it? Oh, yeah. I think uh, one of those weeks was mine. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it was. That's usually me. Well, usually, but not I, always. I think there was one week where I was like, dude, I'm not going to be able to record tonight. And you're like, good, because I'm not going to be home. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that <laughs> so might have been it. still totally yeah. falls on me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, so much shit going on. And, like, I probably could have recorded last week, but it, it would have been terrible, because my allergies and shit I mean, were Not awful. unlike this episode, which is going to be great. Oh, yeah, no, this, yeah. this episode, this is probably going to be the best episode ever, honestly. I think so. Uh, we got 24 topics. So we're okay, gonna, no, we're going to yeah. fucking nail this. will be like four and a half hours, probably. Everybody strap in. Yep, I'm not even editing this. It's just going straight out there. And I'm drinking whiskey. I'm not even drinking beer. Yeah, So that exactly. means I won't have to get it to pee. Yep. So fucking strap in, boys and girls. Here we go. But, uh, yeah, last last week, man, like, my allergies were fucking killing me. And I was like, the whole fucking podcast is just going to be me like, <clears throat> I'm like, nobody wants to hear that shit. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't want to edit all that out. No, and again, if you edit it all out, it's just like you asking me questions. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're finally back. The stars have aligned. We are back in again. I have made this promise a hundred times. I'm going to make it 101. All right. We are fucking back. We are recording more frequently. We're going to aim for that weekly spot. All right. I've been hearing a lot of, a lot of, I've been hearing a lot of fools talking trash on Twitter. Oh and they think God. that hulkamania won't be recording every all right no i'm already done with that but uh no yeah. I, i've been hearing the about mega it. powers of reunited <laughs> well we're back the fucking new world orders here hollywood hulk hogan that was when he was a victim we've got emma to be our elizabeth the elizabeth's here she's gonna run everything i, I keep fucking red spiking whenever i do that voice <laughs> <laughs> fine they love it we're finally back and you can't stop us government Speaking of which, I got my uh, vaccine shot the other day, so there's Ooh. some kind of weird feedback that's just the 5G upgrade working its way through. Don't gotcha. worry about right. it. Is this shot one of two, or did you go for the one-timer? No, it's shot one of two. Okay. It was. I wasn't going to get uh, vaccinated. Not that like I'm anti-vaccine or anything like that. I think sure. vaccinations are cool, but uh, I just I'm not in any kind of a danger group i don't work in the medical field i'm not you know old i'm not sick or yeah. immunocompromised or anything like that and with everybody that's got it around you already like <laughs> yeah that's also true and yeah. also everybody else i know that is for like friends would be like half of them are nurses so i'm like they're all fucking vaccinated anyway like i'm good yeah but uh i was at work and i did it through my work where like i didn't have to take the day off it like i had to just fucking walk over to the other side of the building and take 20 minutes to get get the shot and sit there for 15 minutes to make sure I wasn't going to die. Yeah. And that was it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking do that. That's yeah. fine. Thanks for not dying. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, so, so far I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's what the weird feedback is. Okay. I also, I suddenly have the weird urge to buy a lot of Microsoft products. Hmm. Maybe the iPhone was wrong. Bill Gates is a genius. Yeah. No, that's good. That means we can finally play on Xbox now, so <laughs> I'm all for this. No, I'm, I'm a buy PS5. Dog. Okay. Like, okay. Me and you both know that. Although, probably going to go home tonight and buy fucking Outriders. Or yeah, I was about to say, like, the, the future is cross-play, so I think, I think we're going to be safe. Is it kind of like uh, uh, Destiny, like that sort of thing? Yeah, it's a little bit of <clears> Destiny <throat> mixed with a little bit of Borderlands, I'd say. Oh, I love I love yeah. both of those things. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I've been playing. Um, Story's not as good as either one of those. It's a little 
cheesy kind of campy, but I mean, it's interesting enough. I usually like shit like that, to yeah. be honest with you. So, I'm trying to think, what, what have I been playing lately? Uh, been playing uh, Bulletstorm just to like play something. Oh, okay. I was kind of bored. I kind of remember that game, yeah. I fucking love that game. I think it's hilarious and so, awesome. That'll be a fun little fact. Uh, the people that developed that game, People Can Fly, are the ones that developed Outriders. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. This is their oh, next game after that. Okay, so. I'm fucking buying it. That, that, <laughs> That's some weird kismet right there. It's just been fucking decided. <laughs> that it's in the court. Yeah. We are in session and that is decided. Uh, yeah, I've been playing that. I played a little bit of The Witcher for a little bit. I really want to play God of War again, but Daniel still has my copy. Because mm. so, I've never beat that game, but yeah. I want to eventually beat it. Next up for me is a uh, recommendation of yours. Horizon Zero Dawn has Ooh. been free on PlayStation for the last couple <clears throat> weeks, so... That's a good one. I ended up downloading that. Gonna give that a try. Nice. Apparently, that's a really good one. It's like the uh, the Ultimate Edition, so it's got all the DLC and everything. Oh, nice, expansions nice. and stuff, so... I'm excited to get into it. You said it's a pretty cool story. Oh, yeah. No, it's an yeah. amazing Fun story. gameplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's like, you know, super uh, open world gameplay, uh, third-person shooter. You're using a bow and shit. Mm, and you're like fucking you're dressed like cavemen but you're fighting like robots and shit like that it's i don't want to spoil anything but it's really fucking cool all right and then um yeah no it it was great i've never finished it obviously because i don't finish games as we all know i did finish the story of mortal kombat 11 though if that means anything okay yeah that's something yeah i bought mortal kombat 11 about a week ago or so although it probably has multiple endings so you gotta no, not for the storyline. Oh, really? Oh. You get the character endings from playing the classic towers. Oh, okay. which I have gotten some of those as well. I have to play it on easy because I'm not great at fighting games, but okay. I'm curious to what the storylines are going to be, so I do them anyway. Sure. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 was on sale, like the Ultimate Edition with every DLC and all of that. Okay. For like 25 bucks. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, that's pretty decent. I'm not gonna say no to that. It's the same reason I bought uh, Mortal Kombat X because the ultimate edition of that was on sale for like fifteen dollars. I'm like, yeah, I want to fucking, I'll play that. Why not? Who gives a shit? Storyline, really fucking fun, by the way. Okay. Really cool. You get to do a lot of like, uh, you get to play a lot of different characters. Okay. That's the one that does a lot of time hopping, right? Yes. Okay. Well, the whole thing is that uh, um, the main villain is Kronika, who is the like master of time okay and she's trying to wipe raiden from existence because raiden has because he gets um corrupted by shinnok's amulet in uh, mortal kombat 10 and has become like this weird like almost fascist god sort okay. of thing where he's taking over earth realm is that before or after metal gear solid 2 <laughs> technically during okay <laughs> which different, by the different way, why have so. they not added fucking snake to mortal kombat could you Ooh. imagine oh my god fucking he's in smash brothers i mean why not i know but like how much better would he be in fucking mortal kombat where you get to use all the guns and shit and mm-hmm. like blow people up like when you play rambo which i have played as rambo and it's a lot of fun um but uh yeah no there's a uh, the whole thing is like chronica who's she's the main bad guy she's because if you i don't know if you know this or not are you pretty caught up on the Mortal Kombat lore? Not at all. In no. Mortal Kombat 10, because in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, which is Mortal Kombat 9, uh, Shinnok comes back. It's not Shao Kahn anymore. It's oh, Shinnok. Okay. And he's resurrecting the dead and things like that. He's taking over uh, Outworld and shit like that. He corrupts Kung Lao and Liu Kang 
And then Liu Kang, corrupted as like a wraith, as a dead wraith, kills Shinnok and becomes the ruler of Outrealm. Oh, shit. And then starts taking war on Earthrealm. So he's like evil now. Like, Liu Kang's the bad guy. So in Mortal Kombat 11, because uh, in Mortal Kombat 10, Shinnok gets killed. Johnny Cage kills Shinnok, obviously, because he's the best, as we all know. Johnny Cage is my favorite character. That's all I play as. Everybody can suck my balls. But in uh, Mortal Kombat 11, you have a thing. Raiden just fucking gets everybody together. We're going to take down the whole fucking thing. They blow up uh, Liu Kang's temple in the end realm and all that shit. Take everybody out. He's killed Shinnok. Everyone's gone now. Earth realm is supreme. We're all set. USA. Fucking A. And then uh, Kronika comes down. She controls time. She's like the goddess of time or whatever the fuck. Okay. She has decided probably that Probably a good lay then. Probably. Make that orgasm last forever, dog. That's right. Just the whole time you're like, oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst ASMR ever. Uh, so she's decided that Raiden ruins the balance of good and evil in the universe. So she's going to wipe him out of time. Oh. Just completely get rid of Raiden. There's no more Raiden. There's no more protector of Earthrealm at this point. What are we going to do? Just lay down and take it. So by doing that, you have the current timeline characters, and then the past timeline characters get pulled into it. They're fighting together. They're fighting each other. You don't know what's going on. There's a great scene where uh, Johnny Cage, the older Johnny Cage at this point, where he's married to Sonya. He has a daughter named Cassie. Mm. Uh, he's like part of the special forces unit, and then younger Johnny Cage shows up, who is just Johnny Cage, the best fighter in Earth Realm and the uh, movie star and everything else like that. <laughs> and then those two literally fight each other, because oh. old Johnny Cage is sick of his young shit, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and uh, there's a there's also real quick, just a sidebar, you get to like get different skins and stuff for your character right one of the uh accessories you can equip to johnny cage is 500 hundred dollar sunglasses of course it is yeah i just want to let that sink in yeah i saw that and i was so happy but yeah johnny cage fights younger johnny cage to teach him what it's like to be a man essentially and then uh, he's talking to younger johnny cage about the fact that he eventually marries sonya blade they have a daughter they're fucking beautiful together. It's awesome. Great story. And as young Johnny Cage is talking, he's like, yeah, I can see that. As your younger self, I vow that I will tap that as soon as I can. And that's where the fight starts. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so, you know, Kronika wipes all that out. Kill the first, or the fascist Raiden who's corrupted by Shinnok. Now the old Raiden's there. Mm-hmm. Along with the old Liu Kang, who's not corrupted anymore. But the new Liu Kang, who is corrupted, is still there as well. And they fight each other. And it turns out that this has happened like a thousand times. It had a really like Dark Tower kind of flip to it. Hmm. It was like, this is like multiple timelines that's been happening over and over and over again. All right. So Raiden finds a way to beat it by saving Liu Kang. He fuses with Liu Kang... And Liu Kang becomes the god of fire and lightning and the protector of Earthrealm. 
which kills the bad Liu Kang because now he doesn't exist anymore. And then Fire God Liu Kang destroys Kronika, just smashes everybody, doesn't fucking matter. Now Raiden's just a normal person. And he's like, I always knew you had it in you. Have fun with it. So now Liu Kang is the god protector of Earthrealm. And fucking Raiden is just a normal person. And then it's Liu Kang and uh, Katana. And they're just like the you know, Zeus and Hera kind of fucking thing. And they just watch the world go. That's how it ends. It's fucking amazing. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's what's up. No, no need for any further sequels then. They do have a DLC story that I haven't beat yet, but I will eventually. But, uh, yeah, that was the end of the main story. I thought it was fucking awesome. I was like, that's fucking beautiful. This is badass. You teared up a little, didn't you? uh, I, I actually did. I knew it. Twice. Oh. Once for that. And then once for Scorpion. Oh, okay. Cause, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, Scorpion has become a good guy over the last couple of games. Oh, okay. Because he's finally got, uh, he's no longer like a revenant. He's not like controlled by the powers of hell. Okay. And uh, he realizes that um, it wasn't Sub-Zero's fault. Because it's not the original Sub-Zero anymore. The original Sub-Zero was Ben-Ha, who is now Noob Saibot. Because Scorpion tore his fucking uh, head and skull and spinal cord out in Mortal Kombat 2, as we all know. So the new Sub-Zero, who is trying to change the uh, Lin Kuei to make them a true ninja fucking clan to be honorable, and then the new new Scorpion, well, not the new Scorpion, it's the same Scorpion, Hanzo uh, Tori, he is the Grandmaster of the Shirai Ryu, obviously. And he has come to terms, and him and Sub-Zero are like besties now. They're working together. They're like going into missions together. They're helping each other out and shit. Whoa. And so old Scorpion comes back. We're like, he's fucking Scorpion now, and he wants fucking Sub-Zero dead. And new new Scorpion, old Scorpion, it's, it's fucking hard to explain. So redeemed Scorpion is trying to explain to old Scorpion that like, hey, no, we've move past this we need to fucking save the shirai ryu you don't have to be of the blood to be part of the clan it's about what's in your heart shit like that he gets killed by devora gets poisoned by her and he dies in the arms of younger scorpion while he's explaining to him like you need to be better for this like this is why we can't do this anymore so now new scorpion gets the fucking redemption arc that old scorpion got but he gets it from himself from the future and he's still the grandmaster of the Shirai Ryu, and it's fucking awesome. Am I the only person who's into Mortal Kombat lore? Because I think it's actually kind of fun. You might be, yeah. That's fair. Either way, $25, well spent. <laughs> seal of approval. That's the zeal of approval. Because I put a Z on it. I'm like Johnny Cage. Hmm. We gotta do other things. It's going to be the Z to A podcast soon, isn't it? You're fucking right. It's going to be the Z to Z podcast. You just sit there and, you, you just sit there and edit, son. Okay. I'll work my own shit out. <laughs> Got this. No, I can never do that, man. I need you. I need you with me. And by that, I mean that you are my A, my Andrew Varble. This is the A to Z podcast. We are back. We are swinging hard. We are deep diving lore style into Mortal Kombat. 
of the 20 people listening to this podcast, six of them are super excited right now. Yeah. You guys are welcome. Love you. The other 14 have already tuned out, so it's fine. Probably, but that's fine. As, hey, as long as they click on it, yeah. that's a listen. That's a win. It's all about the money, Doug. But you are the A to my Z. You are Andrew Varble. Okay. You run this fucking boat. You are the captain. You are Quint. And I am Hooper. Ooh. I like where this is going. I'm the young gun. I need gun. new pants. I'm the young gun. I know what's going on. I know the future. But you know the past. You know what's That's going right. on here. And we're, we're working together. Is there some animosity? Maybe at first. Yeah. You got those city ago. hands. Yeah. Counting money. You know what? I don't need this working class hero bullshit, okay? <laughs> there is maybe one person listening who is going to get that joke, by I think the way. So, yeah. I want to point that out. Everybody else, if you didn't get that joke, watch Jaws. Yeah. Even if you did get that joke, just watch Jaws. Also, yeah, just watch Jaws once a week. Yeah. It's good for you. That's the new uh, A to Z prescription. Dude, we can start a separate podcast and I'll just talk about Jaws every fucking week. Dude. I have no problem with that. There we go. Whatsoever. In fact, we're going to break it down minute by minute. I'm going to talk about Jaws here soon, but first, okay. let me get through this intro. Okay. You are the A to my Z. You are Andrew Varble. Still. You are the big guy. I am. Yeah. You are running the boards. You're keeping me in check. You know what's going on. You are the captain of this vessel. The keeper of the topics. You are. And I am the first mate. I am Matt Hooper. I know what's going on. But I'm a little eccentric and funny. Hmm. And I am the Z. I am Zach Melcher. And this is the A to Z podcast. And I'm doing this because we haven't recorded in a while, so I need to remind you guys what this is. <laughs> You're reminding me of what it is. I'm, I'm helpful. I'm helpful. It's the A to Z podcast. What, we're what are we going to do? We like to talk about uh, movies. Yeah, we do. We like to talk about video games. Obviously. We did we about like 15 minutes of that already. fucking lore. Yeah. We like to talk about Jaws. We do. Comics. Including comics. Jaws comics are cool, too. That's fine with me. Probably, yeah. We like TV shows. We like all the shit nerdy. Mm-hmm. We like everything, basically. And the shit we don't like, we also talk about. We'll talk about anything. Except for politics. That's a rule. We don't yeah. do politics on this show. Unless somebody writes in. Unless somebody asks you questions, we will give answers at all you, times. You have said that you would read anything that is written in. That is true, and I will never not read it. Unless it's the Communist Manifesto. I don't know if I got that time. Hmm. Okay. It's going to take a while. But anyway, this is the A to Z Podcast. Thank you guys so much for fucking casting in on this shit. That's right. We're happy to have you here. We are so happy to be fucking back in this studio. That's right. Episode 63, Episode sir. Episode 63. Doing it again. Six more away from the fucking end of the podcast. We are That's so right. happy. We have to end on 69. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to end on 69. But no, We might renumber afterwards. We just are keep, fucking... Yeah. Ba- yeah, just keep going to 69. Mm-hmm. Like 69A, 69B, 69 <laughs> We are finally fucking back, guys. It is my fault we were away for so long. I apologize immensely. I love every one of you very much. We appreciate every bit of support and love that you guys give us. You are what keeps this podcast going, so thank you guys so much. And you think this is an outro, but it's not. This is just an intro. We're getting oh. ready for this motherfucker. I'm just teasing yeah. it right you're now. You're just like, lubing me up is all I'm you're like doing Barry right now. Barry White. I'm wiping my face with a mm-hmm. fucking rag. I'm over here on the stage. I don't know. I I'm don't feel, know why. I'll feel it, baby. Can't get enough of your love, baby. Whenever I, whenever I feel like that, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we are. I'm. 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 I'm a little giddy right now, man. I can tell. I'm a little giddy. I can't. Like, I'm so excited. You're bringing a little be, extra to this intro. I'm so excited to be back behind this mic, man. I always feel so fucking uh, guilty when I can't make it 
for the recording. And I shouldn't because yeah. like the whole point of this is just the fact that we are just best friends yeah. and we essentially all we do is record our conversations. Like we're we're no different on this podcast than we are in real life. Not much at all. But uh you know, like I I feel bad and we missed like what, four weeks now at this point or something like that? Uh maybe, yeah. It, it, it was a heavy amount, and I apologize and I wanna thank Ray for coming in. Yeah. And uh, you know, helping me out. Holy That's, shit! It's been six weeks. It's been six weeks. Oh my god! I'm even more. I feel even worse. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean. To, not don't we'll cut fair. that out. We're gonna cut that out. No, no, no. It's, Forget you even heard that. It's fine because it, it's a hundred percent on me, and I shouldn't shirk away from this. That's on me for not being able to re- record uh, lately. Like, All good, brother. Like you said, it's been six weeks. I apologize, guys. I just want to give a giant shout out to uh, Ray for one thing. Ray, you are the fucking man. Thank you for coming in here, re- recording with Varble. We always love you, buddy. You are the best. And then even bigger shout out, or is it equally big? I don't know. Mm. I'm making them fight in the Thunderdome for it. But also, no giant shout out to uh, Kevin. Kevin Strange, keep fucking. We're rolling into Strangeville. Hell yeah. Choo choo, motherfucker. Choo choo. <laughs> Biggest uh, campaign ever. Cockhammer lives. That is so. That's so great to hear, man. Cockhammer lives. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. If his if his next uh, GoFundMe breaks that record, I will let Kevin draw up a tattoo, and I will get it tattooed on my body. Boom! Right there, I'm Kevin. It right now, Kevin. If you're listening, Bubba. I'm not editing that out. I hope you know that. I'm staying in there. I'm fucking saying okay. it like okay. a man. All right. I'm saying it like a man right here right in front there. of this fucking microphone. Son. Okay. Uh, Kevin, if like first off, fucking super proud of you, brother. You are a great man. You're doing fucking great things. You are what like guys like you are what keeps this podcast going because we can't create shit, but we can critique it, and that's what we got. And you're creating it though, man. And you're you're fucking you're a great dude. Keep it up, brother. And the next fucking Indiegogo, if we break that record again, I will let you draw up a fucking tattoo and tattoo it on my... Well, you don't have to tattoo <laughs> yeah. it. We're, we're going to get a tattoo artist to tattoo it on my body. Although, I get to pick where it goes, because I don't need a fucking dick on my face. <laughs> so, but other than that, you can draw up a tattoo, whatever you want it to be, I will put it on my fucking body, Kevin. I'm putting that as the fucking thing right now, dog. But uh, thank you guys so much, seriously. Uh, Kevin, Ray, Josh, everybody, like, and just everybody who who supports us. But mostly right now, I just want to talk about just thanks for giving us some extra content. We we really uh, appreciate it. Kevin, you're the man. Ray, you are too talented for words, brother. You're a fucking amazing person as well. Thank you guys, and uh, I'm gonna do my best. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a little better here, man. I'm trying. That goes double for me too. Like. I know you were the one that spoke about all of it, but I mean, yeah, I, I can't thank him enough either. It's great times. Always love hanging out with him. Love talking movies with Ray. Love talking anything with Kevin. Like it, it's just good times. So it was a lot of fun. No, that's just, that's we, just we missed fun. having you here, but it, it, we, I was in good company still. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Ray, Ray's awesome. Kevin's awesome. And uh, it's actually kind of funny because I've never, I don't think I've ever actually met Kevin either. Uh, you were that first time you talked about it. That's right, yeah. yeah. I, I have many one, like, one time. Yeah. And we just, like, sort of, like, nebulously kind of <laughs> known each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, between the star that is Andrew Varvel, we've sort of just rotated around. Where it's like, these guys are both fucking crazy. One's far more talented than the other, but the other one talks <laughs> louder. So, there you go. And then Ray. I mean, who doesn't love Ray? He's such a little... I don't know anyone that he's does. He's such a little cute pie. He's a little, he's a little Debbie snack cake. 
Well, fucking Ray on the half shell, son. Eat that up, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck, man. It's just I'm. I'm this is gonna be a weird podcast. I know that. I'm just. I'm fucking giddy right now, man. I'm, ex- right. I'm excited to be back behind this fucking mic. You just showed me that that video from uh, uh, Kevin and uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. They were uh, showing out. They apparently broke the record yeah. for their uh, crowd crowdfunding, which is, I mean, for Cockhammer Lives, which it's fucking living harder oh, than ever right now, son. It was such a great comic. Like a Timescent boner. You can't even get past that. You couldn't bend that shit around a corner if they paid you. That's how fucking hard that boner is for that cockhammer. It's amazing. And it's just so cool to just be nebulously connected to something creative like that. It's fun to me. Like I really yeah. enjoy it. Absolutely. And I like creating. I like yeah. sitting behind this mic. Like it. It's always funny. This is the same feeling I have every time whenever we take breaks in, in between recording. We're like... I get nervous about getting behind the mic because I'm like, oh, it's been a couple weeks. It has to be a good episode. Yeah. So then I get anxious and I don't want to record. And I finally break myself in to like get in here and record. And I get so excited just record it. I just fucking love <laughs> podcasting. I, oh, I, yeah. I adore it. It's so much fun to do, man. And I, I just, it, yeah. I couldn't pick a better partner. You are the best for all this, man. Thanks, man. You keep this going, and I, I, I love you, buddy. Hey, I mean, it all comes back. I mean, anybody that's listening new, like. As this started at a Kevin Smith show, you know, they said, uh, nobody's out there controlling podcasts right now, you know, it's wide open. So sit down, find somebody you love and just, just record something, just see how it goes. And, exactly. and we did exactly that almost coming up on three years ago now. Yeah. Holy just shit. About. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I mean, three, <laughs> three years, years in July. 63 episodes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Hey, that's 63 more than a lot of the motherfuckers. Like, that is true. This is essentially, this is an audio scrapbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like, to call out any other friends, but I got a lot of other friends that have done a lot of other podcasting, and nobody's made it past 40, I don't think. Oh, so. suck it, nerds. That's right. <laughs> A to Z everlasting. You can't stop us. A to Z is the end and the beginning. That's right. We are the alpha and the omega. And the zomega. You will never find it. You can never find it. You don't know where it is. I that's, do know where it is. It's hidden right here, right in my sound, heart. That sounded like the start of a Tool album. <laughs> You don't know where it is. And then Ray on the drums. <laughs> no, I mean it, it. It's it's just fun, man. Like I'm not trying to get rich off this shit. This is just a fun thing to do, and I need to have that outlook more often. Because I know, like, I mean, we've honestly we've had a lot more listens than I expected to ever have listens. Everyone was oh, showing me yeah. the fucking metrics the other day, and I was like, what? The fuck? Like, <laughs> there's more than 20 people who listen to this fucking thing. Are you shitting me? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just it's it's fucking great, man. Like, I need to remember shit like this, and that'll keep me from trying to fucking call it off next week when I try to do a giant quivering pussy like you. Right. I'll cut that clip out and I'll just send it to you whenever I uh, send the Dude, invite next week. Listen to that every week when I do my, mm-hmm. my workout. I'm just do fucking just fucking bicep curls. Like, yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get funny on this motherfucker. Choo-choo, bitch. Choo-choo. <sighs> no, nah, man, it's just great. Like, it's... it's We're literally creating an audio scrapbook. Like, you look at your parents and shit. It's like, oh, yeah, they're flipping through scrapbooks. Like, oh, that was my mm-hmm. best friend in high school. Me and him used to do fun times. At some point, one of us, me, is going to die before the other one. I don't know, I'm pretty old. I'm 100% going to die before you. <laughs> There's no fucking way. You're older than me, but you're also far more healthier. Yeah. I don't know about that. 
Think of all the drugs and alcohol and unprotected sex I've had. Mm-hmm. They all cancel each other out. 100%. You've got the perfect balance. 100% I'm going to die before you. And what's fun about that is that then at my funeral, mm-hmm. or driving home from my funeral, you get to listen to the episodes of this shit. Like, right, I'm going to wow. listen to this episode. Like, wow, that was a real cry for help. 63. I probably should have said something. <laughs> Mental note, 63. Listen to this. It's a real, we're going to call this the cry for help episode. Yeah. I might kill myself <laughs> next week. <laughs> I'm not going to kill myself, guys. Relax. Yeah. Well, not next week. Also, suicide is a very important thing. And if you're feeling any kind of suicidal thoughts, call a hotline. There's nothing wrong with that. They've actually made it easier to do so, that's all. Yeah, no, I've they're, heard they're about cutting it. back on area codes or something to free yeah, up yeah. more space for... Yeah, they got rid of the area codes, and now it's just like a fucking four-digit number or something like that you got to call to get yeah. to the hot tub. I think so. That's pretty top-notch. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, I've I've called a suicide hotline once or twice. Okay. I'm not going to say I haven't. Like, it's better to get it out there. There's yeah. nothing wrong with calling a suicide hotline. There you go. Sometimes you want to just call somebody and be like, look, I don't, I don't really feel like I want to fucking be alive right now. And those people working that shit, by the way, oh, they're man. fucking angels. Yeah, they gotta be. Giant shout out for them. But, uh, yeah, I think I've made this dark enough now. Okay. So we can go back to the actual podcast. All right. <laughs> Now, now, I did have a note here yes. that I'm supposed to remind you <clears throat> about the uh, Jaws 2 skiing scene. Yes. Do we want to bring that up now or do we want to wait till topics? I no. didn't know where this is going to fit in. Let's, let's but I do want to bring it up. Let so me, I, I reminded you. Up. Yeah, let me bring this up now. Okay. Then, then we'll go into topics. We'll right. take a break. Then we'll go into topics. All right. All right. So, um, as I was mentioning earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and if you guys follow me on Twitter, you already know, I believe Jaws is a perfect film. I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie Jaws. I think it's perfectly done. Every bit of that film. It's perfect. You can replace everything you said, I, with we. I mean, I, I feel the same way. Exactly. It's, it's one of my absolute favorites. So, yesterday, I got up from work. was very tired. Didn't even get a chance to take a lunch break. Came home, had a beer. Scrolling through. What am I going to watch? Jaws is on. So, I watched Jaws. Then I decided, oh, the other sequels are on here as well. So, I watched those too. Oof. So, let me talk about Jaws 2 here. All right. The floor Just is yours. I... Really quick. When was the last time you watched Jaws 2? Ooh. It would have been high school. So, late 90s. Yeah. 98, 99 maybe. Somewhere in there. And what are your thoughts on it? Fun ending. That's really all about all I remember. Oh, with the electrocution. electrocution yeah. yeah, okay, fair. Um, let me just take you back to the beginning of Jaws 2 here real all right, quickly. All right. First off, there's two things I need to mention. Okay. Jaws 2 opens with a scuba diver underwater and he's taking pictures and he's taking pictures of a ship that's sunk on the ocean floor. Ooh. And that ship apparently is the Orca. No shit. Cuz they okay. find a well they don't find the camera zooms in on like a metal plaque that's on the side of the boat uh-huh. that says orca real quick sidebar if you've seen jaws yeah there is not a metal plaque on the side of the boat that says orca it's written on the back of the boat mm-hmm. also the boat is fairly intact which is not how the first movie ends especially on that back end yeah <laughs> so that pretty much shows you exactly how much they thought about making the jaws sequel okay that being said uh, Jaws 2 starts, there's a shark attack, they kill that fucking dude underwater who's making, uh, photographs of the orca, apparently. 
He dies. It means nothing. Nobody cares. They just had to get a shark kill in real quick because they didn't watch the first movie, but they assumed that everybody liked sharks killing people. They're not aware of why people like the first movie. So then the movie starts, technically, and uh, Chief Brody, he's rushing to whatever. It doesn't matter. We're going to skip all all the way through that. Eventually it comes back. Turns out this has been four years since the events of Jaws. Okay. And they're still at Amity Island. Brody's still the chief of police. Matt Hooper is nowhere to be seen. Okay. Uh, Quint is exploded at the bottom of the ocean yeah. since the end of the first movie. Yeah. So we have is the no mayor still there. The mayor still mayor. <clears throat> the mayor is still there. Really? He's doing nothing important whatsoever. They're opening a Holiday Inn. That is the <laughs> okay. opening bit of the plot of Jaws 2, that whoever owns Holiday Inn, John Holiday Inn Jr., has decided to open a new branch of Holiday Inns at Amity Island, at Amity Shores. So they have a big like ribbon-cutting ceremony in the inside pool, which I honestly thought that was kind of funny, that they mm. did, like, a, like, within the first 15 minutes of the movie, they're in an inside pool. I'm like, okay. Maybe you did see the first movie. They didn't. So that happens. Blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Uh, 20 minutes go by. Michael, who is uh, Chief Brody's oldest son, mm-hmm. has now grown to be a man. And by man, mm-hmm. I mean he's like 17. That, that and, tracks. Uh, yeah, he's probably about yeah, 13 or so. Yeah, the first no, one, he's so. Like, that fits. I'm not mad at that. Okay, okay. That's fine. I will take that. Sure. Same mm-hmm. actor? Different actor, probably. No, it's a totally different actor. Okay. I don't know who the actor is. He kind of looks like Scott Baio, hmm. All right. which I'm not happy about. So yeah, that happens. Brody still hates the ocean, obviously. Yeah, probably a little more to, so. Because he went to war with a demon shark at one point and watched his friends die. Um, so now Michael is, you know, like I said, he's 17. He wants to still ride in a boat or something. There was some kind of minor conflict that didn't fucking matter, so my brain didn't communicate with it. It didn't matter. Huh. Anyway, so then cuts to everybody playing out on the beach. We're having fun. Everybody's in the water. And they're clearly, they're just dick-teasing you for the fucking shark attack. Because hmm. Jaws 2 does the exact opposite of what Jaws does, which is like, the reason Jaws is so good is the built tension through that whole movie. We're like, you don't see the shark that often. And like, yeah. There's always like, oh, what's going to happen? Is something going to happen here? I don't know. Is it going to mm-hmm. happen here? In Jaws 2, it happens. And instead, they just dick tease you with like, maybe it'll be this guy. <gasps> or is it going to be this guy? Is the shark going to eat this guy? Maybe he'll eat this guy instead. Oh, who's going to know? Why so does it have to be a guy? Why can't it be a woman? <clears throat> it's funny you say that because it's actually a woman who dies. Oh, okay. So, scene starts off with uh, they're paragliding off the back of a boat, flying through the thing. And the guys, this guy is just dunking into the ocean like you're fucking just basting a brisket. Like, he's clearly like, you're ready for his ass to get eaten by Jaws 2, whoever the fuck the shark is going to be at that point. Because it clearly can't be the same shark. Yeah, we all obviously. watched the movie. There's no way yeah. it can be the same shark. I don't care what Jaws 4 The Revenge says, there's no way it's the fucking same shark. So he's dunking in the water. He's dunking in the water. And they just dick tease you for like 15 minutes. And you're like, would you just fucking like kill this fucking dude already? Like, I got shit to do, man. Yeah. Fuck. They don't. But they do show the shark in like a passing shot for no fucking reason. Okay. And then literally a smash cut. I'm not shitting you. Like a terribly made smash cut to 
some chick in a boat who's got a water skier behind her, and they're going through the ocean. And now that's the shark's new fucking victim that he's looking at. So, of course, this takes 20 fucking minutes because they're trying to make to fucking feature-length film. <laughs> so this takes 20 minutes of her going back and forth on the boat and some old lady talking about nothing that nobody fucking cares about. So the chick's water skiing. She gets eaten in, like, one bite, obviously. Nobody cares. It literally takes no time in the film. Like, it's like the shark comes up and then she disappears. Oh, okay. That's the end. Congrats, she's dead. So now the girl who was driving the speedboat is looking for her friend. She finds, like, a half-eaten uh, fucking ski. And she's confused as to what happened. Because it's been four years. Who knew that a giant shark was eating people four fucking years ago? No one. I mean, what, what are the odds? Who reads newspapers? That's where all the lies are. It's fake news. The shark is liberal propaganda. Anyway. She's looking at this chewed-up fucking piece of water ski... That she's somehow confused by, and she's like, "How could this be chewed up?" It's like, "Cause it's a fucking shark, bitch. You know where the fuck you're at." There was people died four years ago. You piece of shit. This would be like if you were in 2005 and you went to New York and you went, "Why aren't the fucking Twin Towers here? This makes no sense. I'm confused. Why? Why aren't they here? That's how fucking stupid this bitch is." And then the shark attacks the boat, right? Okay. Just obviously, just immediately attacks the boat. No reason. They're kind of trying to do, like, the the end scene of Jaws, where, like, he's attacking the orca and Quint slides in and shit like that. Great scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. But instead he just, like, nails the side of it. And then this woman panics. And then I think what they were going for in the scene was that in her hysteria, she grabs whatever's closest to her to throw at the shark to scare it away. What happens to be closest to her is a gas can. Okay. And when she picks it up, she literally pours gas onto her body and then throws it. And then that didn't make the shark go away. So then she panics again, grabs a flare gun, shoots it at the shark, lights the boat and herself and the shark on fire. And then the boat explodes like it was packed full of C4. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yes. So I don't remember this at all. Hit the pause button for me real quick and let okay. me show you this scene. Okay. Okay, what the shit? You you are not exaggerating at all. No, yeah, the the scene, like I said, water ski gets bit in half. The shark just eats that woman, apparently, out of guess, nowhere, yeah. and she disappears. As opposed to, like, in Jaws, where somebody gets attacked, you see, like, blood boil out of the water and shit like that, and it's yeah. a visceral feeling. You can almost feel it in your bones with the shit that's happening. Yeah, you wince. She, there's a shot of a shark somewhere in the opposite hemisphere where they're at that swims by a camera and then she falls off the ski and disappears and there's she pulls over asking her where her friend is and then the shark attacks again because it's still hungry and so she i assume she was trying to throw the gas can at the shark i guess to me it looks like she was trying to protest the vietnam war she fucking pulls, she literally shakes her arms twice to pour more fucking gasoline on her. It's angled towards her, yeah. She like pours more gasoline on herself, throws the gas can somewhere else in the yeah. world, then grabs a flare gun, fires it somewhere intermittently near where she is at. Sure. 
And then uh, she catches on fire, the shark goes underwater, and the boat explodes like it was made out of TNT. Yeah. And I was, uh, honestly, I was blown away. I don't even know how you continue watching after that. that that's the end of the movie, right? Oh, yeah. It's gotta yeah. Be. I, 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 well, first <laughs> off, I had to re- rewind that scene about four times because I was confused <laughs> as to what was happening. Yeah, because wow. I thought the first time I watched that, I was like, "Is she like was she trying to set herself on fire?" Like, I thought it was something like, "Oh, she remembered the fucking shark attack from four years ago, so she oh, was yeah. gonna like fucking kamikaze this shark and take it out." And then you're like, "No, that's not what she's trying to do." So yeah. I had to watch it three or four times, <laughs> and it turns out that just whoever made that movie is really shit at making films. Yeah, and I can't not go by without mentioning that that score is horrendous. No, it's fucking atrocious. What? No, no. Stop. <laughs> no, I don't know what they're going for. I just, like, I I cannot think of a bigger jump from Jaws to Jaws 2. You're saying they jumped the shark? They, they fucking, <laughs> no, she, if she did jump the shark, she'd still be okay. And that woman wouldn't have set herself on fire for no reason. <laughs> fucking bitch sat in her skis and died. <laughs> Ski, it was just one. Yeah, sat her ski and died. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure... Yeah. What uh, they were going for, but if thank you, you watch, for bringing that to my attention. Yeah, but watch, I will I will never watch Jaws too. Watch now. the first. Here's the best thing to do: watch Jaws. Uh-huh. And That's always write, the best thing to do. That's, yes, yeah. that is also true. I mean, dude, I'll start a separate podcast just talking about Jaws. I'm not I think we should. You. I really have. Watch Jaws, and then go directly into Jaws two, and give it about twenty five minutes. Okay. And you're like, wow, they just fucking turned every bit of this inside out. Like, they did none of this right. It was like, Jaws starts very fucking innocently. You're not even sure what the movie is. If you didn't know it was called Jaws, you wouldn't know what that fucking movie was. You'd think it's some fucking bullshit with Bo Derrick or something running on the <laughs> beach naked. Like, oh, what is this, the new fucking Baywatch film or something? And then this fucking blonde bitch just gets annihilated by something. We don't know it's a shark yet. Yeah, you have no idea. She just gets fucking annihilated. Then cut to fucking Chief Brody. Just being Chief, taking yeah. care of his peoples. Doing what he's got to do. Man versus nature is what that movie eventually becomes. Just mm-hmm. fucking beautiful moments of that. Dealing with the day-to-day, like you really empathize with him. Yeah. They don't even have beach clothes signs. They never had one before. Yeah. They didn't know what was going on. And so Jaws, which is a perfect film, is just this beautiful buildup of suspense and tension and just imagery you don't know where it's like well you know where it's going but like you're never really sure exactly where you're at at it and like you're you're sort of on your seats the whole time and then you go to jaws 2 and it starts with a guy taking pictures underwater and a shark attacks and he's taking pictures of a boat named the orca and then the shark attacks him apparently and dies also you see the shark immediately as opposed to jaws where you don't see the shark until was is it when he's doing the chum line? Is that the first time you actually see the shark? Yeah. Or no, I guess technically you do see the shark uh, whenever it goes into the bay or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever it splits the fucking rowboat and then yeah. like grabs that guy, and and you kind of see the shark because he's he's still underwater though. He's yeah. like above yeah, water. Yeah, you don't see the full. Yeah. He's still underwater. You don't see gaping mouth shark. No, you like, can just see yeah. the shark swim by, and then the guy gets pulled down, and that's when Brody makes it personal. Like, all right, shark, you come after my son. That's right. I take you down, motherfucker. You cross the line. But, uh, yeah. And then instead, in Jaws 2, in about five minutes, you see a shark. And then about four minutes later, you see another shark. 
And then Brody's at the Holiday Inn with his wife. That I'm not even shitting you. It's literally a Holiday Inn. And then um, I think he gets an argument with Michael at some point because Michael's a teenager. That's essentially what the argument is. <laughs> and then cut to the beach. The water skiing happens. Before the water skiing happens, there's about five minutes of a dude parasailing where he's like dunking into the water. And the shot keeps like cutting to the underwater shot that they used to use in Jaws all the time. But that that dude never gets eaten. And I'm like, that's a way better kill to have. Oh, yeah. Of some dude, like, in, like, a parasail bullshit. Like, let him dunk in and get fucking snatched and that parasail come up and he's just, like, half a torso or something like that. That's the shot you go with. Not, let's eat this water skier, apparently. Leave half a water ski and then have this woman set herself on fire. Like, it's, it's a fucking way better scene. <laughs> and explode. Yeah, and then explode because the fucking wood was made of dynamite. But yeah, just do yourself a favor. Watch Jaws. Always watch Jaws every yeah. day. But one day when you got some time to kill, watch Jaws. I'd also have to be drunk. Oh, no, you can't watch Jaws too sober. There's not a person in this world who could watch Jaws too sober. There's no fucking way. That being said, I am open to possibly getting super high and watching all the Jaws films just in a shot. Just doing all of them in one day. Just blam! Just like a fucking... Like a jet ski made out of dynamite. Just all the way through, dog. But, uh, yeah. That just... I had to bring that... Like, watching that last night... Like I said, I had to rewind it four fucking times. You can't suffer that by yourself. I was confused. I thought she was trying to set herself on fire. Like, I I, I honestly thought... Because I was I mean, still, in- you know, hey, if it's if the options are get eaten by a shark and burning to death, like you know, maybe that's an option. You well, go. My fucking brain was still in Jaws mode, where I'm like, yeah, every scene fucking means something. So yeah. clearly, she's doing something. Where like I thought it was like, oh, she was like the sister of the fucking uh, Kittner boy or something like that who got eaten by the shark, and she's like, I'll take you with me, shark. I don't yeah. give a fuck. That's why she poured gasoline on herself and lit herself on fire. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. It turns out no, it's just that they wanted to blow a boat up. And didn't know how to put gasoline on a woman. So instead they made her just pour it on herself and be like, ah! And then blow a flare into the ocean, which wouldn't light. (laughs) And then explode everything in a 20 mile radius. As an old woman on the porch on on the shore watches in disbelief. I wonder what happened there. That's probably (laughs) fucking Miss Kittner. I didn't even fucking pay attention. Probably is, honestly. That's what happened to my son. He was covered in gasoline. It was to protect him from the sun's rays. I told him not to go out there. <laughs> Never should have gone out there, Jafe. <laughs> I told that Brody. Sharks are afraid of gasoline. Everyone knows it. That's why he didn't attack the orca until the fucking motor ex- uh, exploded. It's the only way to teach him. <laughs> <sighs> it's just it's, it's such an amazing contrast of Jaws, perfect film. Jaws 2, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They They have an idea. I think maybe the director of photography saw Jaws. So he was like, oh no, we need some shots underwater and shit like that. Like, that works pretty well. And the director, whoever the fuck he was, was like, fucking light that bitch on fire and blow up the boat. (laughs) Yeah, I just had to make sure that you were aware of that. Yeah, I'm going to need a break after that. Yeah, because I I hadn't seen Jaws 2 in a while either, and I forgot that that was part of it. Whew. That's not even the midway through the movie. That's like seriously. That's technically the second kill. Well, technically the third kill. 
But it's like scuba diver dies, chick water skiing dies, and then 10 minutes later, 24 seconds later, fucking boat blows up. That's the first three kills. That's it. Okay. As opposed to Jaws, where it's like, oh, chick found on the beach. Yeah. Fucking, uh... Dog dies. Fucking uh, deck it pulls off. Right. Kittner's kid is dead. All that shit. Where they space it out, let you sort of feel a little bit. Maybe you're connected to these characters. Not, not this one. It's like, <laughs> bump, bump, boom. That's what it is. The fucking boat explodes, and hopefully they killed the shark. I would assume. I guess yeah. it doesn't. Oh. Then it comes back. It could be Jaws, a different one. And Jaws 3D. It has to be a different one. You saw how the first movie ended. There's no way it's the same shark. No, I'm saying in the second one. Like, maybe they did blow up in this boat explosion and then there's another oh, shark at the end of that movie. Point. Maybe. If they did the fucking Jaws 3 angle where it was like it was the kid of yeah. the shark. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I just realized that. Because they have litters, right? Holy shit, I just yeah. realized that. Is that why they did that in Jaws 3? You know how like Jaws three, the whole fucking setup is that like the like baby great white swims through the malfunctioning cage and then eats the fucking maintenance guy and the seal, Uh and then it dies, and then the mom comes in, and that's where their fucking main problem is. Yeah, were they trying to do the whole fucking Brody with the shark coming at Michael in the boat, and that's why Brody gets on the boat with uh, Hooper and fucking Quint? Yeah. Is that what they were going for in, in Jaws 3? It might have been. I just thought about that, and it makes me so unhappy. It was like the worst idea I could think of, but I'm like, oh, is that how they tried to justify it in like some fucking bullshit 80s coke-fueled boardroom? Of like, <laughs> alright, so listen, here's the thing. So, like, you know how in the first Jaws, the fucking shark gets close to the fucking sheriff's son? Dude, yeah, I love that part. No, it was the chief of police. Whatever, nerd, shut up. So, like, you know, he, he gets close to, like, the cop's son, and then that's when the cop goes after him. What if, like, the shark is the cop? And they probably made a movie made Shark Cop that's nowhere <laughs> to be seen, which I would honestly like better than Jaws 3, probably, 300%. Just, you know, open with you. That can't be much worse. But no, I just thought about that. Do you think that's what the director said about Jaws 3? It was like, it's the other side of it. And then, like, that's how he justified Jaws 4. Of, like, well, the shark deserves revenge, too. It's like, you've killed the shark at the end of every movie. It cannot be the same shark. It's impossible for it to be. We blew it up every fucking time. Or did we? We did. That's when Chronica comes down. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Fucking Man of Black walks through. God damn it. But, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you were aware of that death. Yeah. And uh, Jaws too, so have fun with that, buddy. We're we're all better for it. You have to sleep with that. All right, so topic time. I think it's topic time. Right. Start with some fun here. This webcam looks like a human eye, and it even blinks at you. Creepy. The world's ready for that, right? No. <laughs> Don't you want that on top of your computer? It's the opposite of what I want. <laughs> I want the cyberpunk shit where we all look like robots. I don't need like a fucking human eye on top of my laptop. I mean, this is the you know the the way we get to that. We got to start somewhere. Do you know how hard it would be to fucking jack it if that was your webcam? Oh man! Can you imagine trying to rub one out and there's a fucking human-looking eye yeah. staring at you? Yeah. Because yeah, the eye moves back and forth and it even blinks. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Like I'd rather no. I'm good. <laughs> no thank you, sir. You don't want one. No, no, God no, absolutely not. How are you supposed to fucking jack off? 
That's like 90% of why we have the internet is to fucking masturbate. And mm-hmm. you can't masturbate with that shit. Look at that. It's even got eye hair. Finally. Finally, a webcam with eye hair. That's what I've been asking for. <laughs> Who the fuck? What fucking idiot scientist? This is like, <laughs> I feel like fucking Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yeah. You spent so much time wondering if you could. You didn't ask yourself, should you? There you go. See? You don't know where that other hand is right now. He's probably jacking it. There's no way. Oh, that guy's hairy as a motherfucker. Jesus. (laughs) No, you can't fucking... What the... Why? (laughs) Ew. Oh, and it also comes in black. (laughs) Yeah, you can't be racist, dude. (laughs) Look at all the skin tones. We got got Zac Efron. We got Henry Kaivel. We got uh, Chadrick Boseman. And we got uh, Wesley Snipes. Which one do you want? (laughs) No, I want the Zach Melcher. It looks like a terrible flashlight. <laughs> kind of does. Yeah, like, why would you ever... Who would buy this? <laughs> I'm going to buy one for you. There's, I'm not going to use it. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm fucking throw it away. <laughs> look, look at that woman's face. She understands exactly what it means. Like, why would... What, the, what has... What has science done?! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking evil like, no no yeah. thank you alright so there were literally zero people asking for this there was no need to make these guess, these guess, guys could be working on cancer drugs right now instead they're making this it's only $25 Zach. yeah that's too you, much you've spent $25 on worse you couldn't pay me $25 to fucking use this thing <laughs> watch them be our next fucking sponsor uh, sponsor yeah that's uh, fucking awesome mm-hmm. you ever want to feel like you're Betraying everything you know when you masturbate on your computer. Well, mm-hmm. here's the webcam for you. Yeah, I cam. Ugh. The anthropomorphic webcam. It's so, ew. Why? Why would anyone ever fucking buy this? It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> now this next one, I think you would have bought had you known. For uh, four twenty, a little it's weed the smoking day. Anthropomorphic mouse, just a hand. South Park teamed up with Adidas to release towelie shoes. <gasps> Hell yeah! For 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 four twenty. Nice. Oh yeah, I totally would have bought one of these. <laughs> they do look comfy. I don't know. I, see, the other problem I have is I never really buy super expensive shoes because, I mean, you know me. I'm either wearing Doc Martens or wearing my Chucks or my <laughs> fucking flip flops. I got right now. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> uh, that being said, though, I mean, who doesn't want some fucking tally shoes? Yeah. The only problem is that if you're wearing these and you're not high, you're going to feel like a failure. <laughs> it's kind of fun, though. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. It's a fucking tally. The eyes turn bloodshot red after being exposed to UV light. Don't forget to bring a towel. You guys want to get high? No information on price on those, sorry. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm still kind of shooken by the uh, anthropomorphic webcam, but... <laughs> These seem cool. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do something to shock you into it, you know. If you come inside of that anthropomorphic webcam, do you think Mm -hmm. it blinks? If you just blast a load right into it? It probably does. Like, defense mechanism. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) You have to buy your computer a steak dinner afterwards to apologize. I think we're moving into some movie news now. Hell yeah. New Resident Evil movie. Has officially been titled Resident Evil colon Welcome to Raccoon City. Okay. And will be focused on horror more than the last Resident Evil film franchise was. Well, that shouldn't be that hard to pull off. According to director Johan Roberts, 
One of the main locations in his film would be, quote, creepy as fuck. Oh. I mean, I don't hate the Resident Evil films. Mm. They're fun to watch. They have nothing to do with Resident Evil whatsoever. But Apparently his filmic inspiration for Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City was John Carpenter. Okay. I mean, I like John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. He took movies like Assault on Precinct 13 and The Fog and these disparate groups of characters coming together under siege, and I took that as my filmic inspiration. I mean, that's a good one to pull. Like, if, for those two movies, if you're going to think of a Resident Evil movie, that's... If you're going to use a John Carpenter film, that's a good one to go with. Yeah. I think The Thing would be better, but that's just me. Well, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean... Resident Evil shouldn't be made into movies, but... <laughs> that's just because... Resident Evil is based off of the fucking Romero zombie movie, so there's no need to make a movie out of a game oh, that's based off of a movie. <laughs> like if you're getting into the fucking snake eating its own tail or a Boros bullshit. Yeah. That being said, the first Resident Evil movie does have a fucking great scene when they're in that fucking corridor with the lasers. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that? How mm-hmm. fucking badass was that shit? That was pretty awesome. That was cool. Other than that, though, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I. I'll watch it, but I'm not, like, expecting it to be good. Yeah. Or fun. We'll see. Moving on. We can't do a podcast without mentioning our uh, good old favorite John Wick. Yes! So now we got John Wick 4 (laughs) and 5, however, are going to be moving forward without the series creator, Derek Kolstad. Ooh, I don't know. I know. It's our first little bump in the road here, buddy. This is, is, uh... He's the major architect of the John Wick universe, having solo writing credit on the first two movies and shared credit with four of the guys on John Wick 3. Mm. And he revealed the news in an interview with Collider, saying it wasn't his choice to leave the series. No, it wasn't my decision. When you think of the contractually of these things, the third one I shared the credit with any number of people. They didn't have to come back to me, and so they didn't. Mm. A little nervous now. But he didn't want to wish anyone working on the movie's ill will, saying he's still rooting for series director Chad Stahelski. I mean, Chad Stahelski is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. But yeah. it's just... And he's still working closely with David Leach, okay. who's the co-director. Of, yeah, so, I mean, directors are still there, but, I mean, the it's, main writer. It's, it's one of those things. And that's that one of the best things. We love the story of John Wick. Like, yeah, because they did such great world building. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things. It makes you nervous because it's it reeks of fucking boardroom directors getting involved in what should be creative shit yeah so i mean we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed but uh yeah. i don't know that makes me a little nervous lee uh keanu has said though that uh he will make john wick movies until people are tired of seeing john wick movies so. okay so yeah we got that going for us then. which means that they get shitty keanu will just stop making them That's like, true. no these suck now i'm not doing them anymore <laughs> yeah. and then he'll go find fucking uh uh, Col- Colstad and be like, let's make Wick John movies instead. How's that sound? <laughs> I'll like, just fucking pay for all of it. Yeah. And they'll make a, like a billion dollars and nobody will care. I like it. So we'll see what happens. Okay. I mean, and then in other news, uh, yeah. There's a Ghost of Tsushima movie from the John Wick director that's now in development. Oh, you don't have to make a movie of it. Yeah, you want this. Stop it. This is what you wanted. I don't. I love Ghost of Tsushima. It was one of the Mm -hmm. best games I played last year. It was amazing. I literally beat it. That's how good it was. I beat the entire thing. It's going to adapt the story, which follows the journey of samurai warrior Jin Sakai as he fights for the freedom of the Isle of Tsushima. Jin Sakai. I just... You don't need to make the fucking game... 
is heavily influenced by the classic samurai ronin movies of like fucking seven samurai and ronin and like fucking you know kurosawa shit you don't you're not kurosawa I'm not talking shit, but like, yeah. if you take a movie that is already heavily influenced by film and then make a movie out of it, how many times are you gonna distillate this turd? Like, fucking come up with something else. Just be happy that something else happened, and then do something along the lines. Don't make a Ghost of Tsushima movie. But I don't have time to play the game. Go I'll just out, watch the movie, and it'll be happy. Go out and direct a fucking samurai movie. That's all you have to do. Like, you don't have to make it a Ghost of Tsushima movie. Just make a fucking samurai movie. Samurai movies are awesome. Everyone loves the old Ronin shit. Fucking Kurosawa's a, a genius. Yeah. He's still held at, like, the top ten greatest filmmakers ever made. But what did you get attached to whenever we first started reading the article? Jin Sakai. Yeah. That name. He needs Jin that name. Sakai. He needs it. No, he doesn't. You can just make fucking Ronin movies. People will go watch them. Look at how much money that game made. People are interested in samurai Ronin movies. <laughs> There's just no need for it. Don't stop. Look, I can't have the name stealing anymore. We saw what happened with Joker. If you want to have, you know, references, you want to have, you know, your, it's, it's your fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Homage? Yeah. You want to have an homage. That's like what you're feeling when you make it. You want to do something kind of in that way. That's fine. I'll support that. But don't just fucking steal the name and then do just whatever you want to do with it. Fucking just make a samurai movie, dog. Like, you can do it. We watched you make John Wick. We we know you can do it. That's John Wick is based off of Kurosawa films. It's yeah. a fucking... It's the Ronin, the lost warrior, traveling through the world looking for his own justice. Yeah. You can do that. And Fighting do because he has to, not because he wants to. And do it the classic <laughs> style. Make it a fucking samurai movie. You don't have to use Ghost of Tsushima for it. Ghost of Tsushima took after the same fucking movies you're into. That's why they made the game, was because they liked yeah. those movies. God damn it. Just turns into such a fucking bullshit... Just back and forth. Like, just fucking make new shit. Enjoy the shit you like. Use the shit that you like to make movies. Mm -hmm. But don't steal their fucking names. You know how Indiana Jones came around? Fucking Steven Spielberg and George Lucas really liked the 1930s silent serial action flicks. So they made Indiana Jones. <laughs> one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. They didn't call it 1930s silent flick movie. They called it Indiana Jones, but they took fucking uh, inspiration from those movies. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It, it, it's not a bad thing to be like, yeah, no, this is inspired by this. Yeah. Great creator steal. Like, that's yeah, part of it. That's fine. Make a fucking awesome samurai movie and be like, yeah, I was playing Ghost of Tsushima and I, I was reminded of how great fucking samurai movies are. So I'm making another Ronin samurai movie. <laughs> Just say that. People will go watch. I guarantee you people will go see that movie. You don't have to steal the fucking name brand of something. Yeah. Just say that, like, yeah, this is what I like. This is my inspiration. So I'm making that because I like it. That's all you have to do. It's so fucking stupid just to fucking name steal. It just turns us into this bullshit fucking toilet bowl spinning made up fucking fuckery of nothing. There's just nothing creative going on. We're just trying to copy each other. Fucking take what you like and create with it. Do that. Everybody likes bread. 
Everybody likes bananas. You know what else we like? Fucking banana bread. That's pretty tasty. Bring your shit together. And don't fucking be, you know, like, don't feel bad about it. Be like, yeah, this is what I'm into. Be like, fucking awesome. Let's see it. If it's awesome, I'm going to watch it. I will always watch awesome shit. But don't give me this name-stealing bullshittery. Just fucking own your shit, dog. This next topic's a pretty good uh, segue into that, that you're always going to watch awesome shit. Because I know for a fact that you were really, really upset at The Last Jedi. And at Ryan Johnson. Yes. You still gave Knives Out a chance. Yeah, Knives Out was an awesome film. It was fucking fantastic. And we are getting a couple sequels now. Mm. Netflix has purchased two Knives Out sequels for $450 million. How would you purchase two sequels when he hasn't even written the screenplays yet? I don't know. But Daniel Craig's already going to be reprising his role. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. He was fun in that. And Ryan Johnson is set to return. This better not be taking time away from him making the new Bond film, though. I want that shit made, son. Well, that one's already done. And that's supposedly his last one. So. Then why am I not watching it right now? Why is it Because there's out? a pandemic. Zach. Fuck the pandemics. I want to watch James Bond. <laughs> it's bullshit. I wholeheartedly agree with that, though. I mean, Knives Out, like, like I said, I I don't like Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi. I mean, Ryan Johnson has made a couple films that I enjoyed. Yeah. Just The Last Jedi was fucking atrocious. It's not, it's not fully his fault. It's... 80% his fault. Okay. Mm, you know what? Honestly, I'm going to take it back from there. I'm going to call it 70% his fault. 30% is Disney because people didn't like Force Awakens very much. I mean, people liked it. It got, you know, I mean, it obviously made money. If you put Star Wars in front of a movie, people will go see it and you'll make fucking money off of it. But That's been proven. Force Awakens was... Force Awakens was a like a lukewarm reserving of A New Hope. Which is what J.J. Abrams does. And I'm not talking shit on J.J. Abrams, because I like J.J. Abrams. He's done... Sometimes you want that comfort food. J.J. Abrams has done an amazing job with the Mission Impossible films. Mm -hmm. And he did okay with the first Star Trek remake that he did. I actually enjoyed the very first one. I thought that was awesome. And then it got kind of meh afterwards. But, like, J.J. is really good at coming in, taking shit that is, like, already established putting a bit of a twist on it and then just making it like Hollywood and not in a bad way, but just like, yeah, giant Hollywood production movie, movie, movie kind of shit. But then he did it with star Wars. And also it's not a hundred percent his fault because the force awakens got hyped so fucking hard. It really did. Which I mean, that's going to happen. It's star Wars. It has star Wars has formed like four generations at this point. You know what I mean? Like, and we didn't we didn't think we were ever going to get any more. Exactly. George said he wasn't going to do any more, and we did. We thought it was over after two thousand five. So. And then you think at how far Star Wars is like expanded. Like what? A New Hope came out seventy four. Seventy seven. Seventy seven. So from seventy seven to two thousand five, Star Wars was in pop culture. Yeah. That many years. I mean, that's that's older than you've been alive. Yeah. That's how long Star Wars has been around. And we were still getting Star Wars shit. We were getting Star Wars video games that were awesome. We were getting Star Wars, like, the Clone Wars and shit like that. We were getting, like, cool shit. And then, like, now you get a whole other generation coming up. And it's like, we're going to do the next three. We're going to finish out the fucking, like, the Skywalker. Not trilogy, because we've done... We've technically done three Skywalker trilogies. Skywalker Saga, I think is what they call it. Yeah, Skywalker Saga. We're going to finish out the Skywalker Saga. We're going to... We have seen the middle of it. We watched the beginning, 
And now we're going to see how the Skywalker saga ends and see what is in store for the future of the Star Wars. Like, we're super excited for that. And then you serve us just sort of warmed over A New Hope with better special effects. That was about it. Yeah. Using character names that we already knew. That's essentially what you did. So people were, and I think justif- like justifiably, a little upset about that. I think it got a little too much hate. Because honestly, I mean, Force Awakens is, it's a, it's a blah movie. But I think now, knowing what we know about Disney, you should expect blah movies. Because they're not going to take chances. They're not going to let creators create unless it's a fucking TV series that they can put on their own platform that they own. That's the only time that Disney's going to let you fucking try to be creative is with shit that they already own that they can force you to pay for. So they gave J.J. Abrams, like, the keys to the kingdom, technically, and then we're like, hey, this shit better make at least a billion dollars or we're gonna kill your fucking kids. And so he was like, fucking, I guess I'll just, I'll fucking make the one that everybody likes again. Like, fucking, like, that's the smartest way to go. And then they had a bunch of fucking nerds and algorithms running that were like, if we do, if we say this word at this time, and then, blah, then here's where the fucking star wipe needs to happen, and then this will make this much money in this thing. It was like, it was a math movie. It was a movie, it was the movie production equivalent of Moneyball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was like, you gotta play the fucking cybermetrics kind of bullshit. And so, for the most part, people were happy with it. There was people who were Star Wars fans, people who were movie fans, who were like, "Uh, I mean, there's not really much happening here, though. But, I mean, like, it's not bad. It's just, meh. And so then, angry nerds took the internet. And they were like, they didn't fucking do anything with this. This is fucking stupid. Like, why spend that much money? Then he realized the reason they spent that much money was because they wanted to make a fucking Star Wars exhibit at Disney World. Yeah. So they were like, make this hour and a half long commercial for our new exhibit at Disney World and J.J. Abrams was like I don't want to and they're like we'll kill your fucking family and he was like okay I'll do it so he does it and then everyone's like this shit sucks Uh, fuck Disney and everything else and they're like oh my god we gotta do something different get Ryan Johnson we're gonna do everything completely different and so they got Ryan Johnson they said hey fucking do something different with this change it all like people didn't like it do something different and Ryan Johnson is a creative guy he is does it make him a good filmmaker, a good storyteller? That's up in the air. He has told good stories before. He's made good films before. Mm-hmm. Can he take on like an epic, well-known series of like established lore? He's not making shit off the top of his head anymore. He has a set parameter he has to work in. There's established yeah. lore. There's established story of what he has to work in. So it's not fully his fault. He was given like a sort of paint by numbers sort of thing where half of it was already filled in anyway and he didn't have all the wall all the watercolors to begin with. Yeah. And he's also colorblind. <laughs> Just for this analogy. Okay. He's not actually colorblind. He is a creative person, but he's not aware of how this would work with what he's going for. I don't think he's a Star Wars fan, really. I think he's even admitted that if I'm not mistaken. I think he said like he was never that big into Star Wars. So they give this guy, you know, they they give Ryan Johnson the movie. He's not really into it to begin with he doesn't want to tell someone else's story he wants to tell his own story he doesn't really care about the history of star wars or like he's not a fan of it he doesn't care about the lore the fandom anything that's been built with it so he says i'm gonna take it my own direction i'm gonna do whatever i want with it i'm gonna tell a story and then those same fucking nerd algorithm running producers come in 
and then hogtie his ass as well. Yeah. And then we get The Last Jedi, which is atrocious. <laughs> it's, just, it's so it is so full of plot holes. You couldn't like that movie couldn't carry water. Yeah. Are you talking about Rise of Skywalker now? No, I'm talking about Last Jedi right oh, now. Oh, okay. I'm going to get to Rise of Skywalker here in oh, a second. I don't know if we I'm had talking, that much time. We need just <laughs> straight la- like just straight uh um Last Jedi. It's just, it's full of plot holes. Like, a lot of it doesn't make sense. And you can tell he's trying to push, like, two movies into one. So then that happens, and the internet explodes. Everybody hates The Last Jedi. So they go, oh, fuck, let's just go back. At least we didn't get that much hate when we made the first one. So then J.J. Abrams has to come in, clean up two movies, and then tell his story again. They just, they handicapped every one of their story makers from the beginning. And then they're shocked why nobody likes it. Like, (laughs) you didn't let people tell a fucking story. That's why nobody liked it. Yeah. So, I don't want to say I hate Ryan Johnson. Okay. I hate The Last Jedi. That's fair. He's made some good movies. I think he's a bit of an up and a, a bit of an up his own ass douchebag. But I could probably have a drink with him and talk movies. Yeah, sometimes that can work. Some details are sparse about Knives Out too, but Johnson has teased that the sequel feature an entirely different cast and location from the first film. With Benoit Blanc, yeah, taking on a new case somewhere else in the world. So, I mean, at least he's got that right. He's not trying to bring back the same family, like, you know, oh, somebody else is murdered now, or anything like that, you know. I'm a little surprised he's not trying to do that, but it's awesome to hear. Yeah. I guess he's, like, trying to make his own Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. Seems like a little bit, maybe. I mean, Knives Out was a fucking great movie, so. I can't believe Netflix played that much for two. Two of them, yeah. Sight unseen, yeah. Yeah, where neither of them has been written yet, but I. What if he just like turns in his script for the third Star Wars movie? <laughs> as a Knives Out movie? Yeah, as the Knives Out movie. <clears throat> Stars out. I'd like it. And keeping with the Netflix train here, I had, I had to throw some good news to you. Well, maybe good news. I don't know. He might balk at this also, but it's certainly nothing I can really talk about, so I'm going to throw the ball to you here. Well, The Witcher 2 just... Uh, finished filming so that's oh. pretty cool it's uh netflix is making a live action gundam movie no no okay i just with the the director of kong skull island so i haven't seen that movie yet okay so. i just um oh he's also directing the metal gear solid movie with uh oscar isaac something about why the last man is in there too yeah Oh, the the creator of that, Brian K. Vaughn, is writing the screenplay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he made Why the for Last this, Man and Runaways. Those for this Gundam movie. Two really good fucking stories. I just... The Netflix live-action anime adaptations mm-hmm. have not been good whatsoever. Okay. And Gundam... First off, which Gundam is it, have they said? Because there's about five so. different stories of Gundam. There's Gundam, there's Gundam Wing, there's Gundam Wing X... Uh, Gundam Origins, Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. There's a lot of different Gundams to be released in the coming months. So. Okay, fair, 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 fair. We'll see. I don't know. I just, I love Gundam Wing is my favorite. Okay. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, who doesn't like watching giant robots fight each other? Sure. But when you do it live action, it's just going to be CGI. Whereas, like, kind of the yeah. fun with, like, Gundam and shit like that is that it's drawn, it's animated, like, like it's it's made. Yeah, they can be as inventive as they want to yeah, be. Yeah, there's something inventive, there's there's an artistic creation to it, as opposed to just, you know, making CGI bullshit. So, I mean, 
a good creator can make anything good. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not very hopeful for it, though. Right. This next one I think will get your guns running a little bit, though. <laughs> Our boy Mike Flanagan has announced his next movie. Love him. He's going to do an adaptation of Christopher Pike's The Season of Passage, which is a sci-fi horror novel set on Mars. Is that like the ghost of Mars with Ice Cube? Mm, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. This movie's amazingly bad. Oh, okay. He's a... Flanagan is actually co-writing the screenplay for this one with his brother James. Nice. And although plot specifics are being kept secret for now, the novel that it's based on, Dr. Lauren Wagner, who became a global celebrity following her involvement in the second crewed mission to the Red Planet after all contact with the first mission had been lost. What if, like, Elon Musk buys the rights for this and then just doesn't allow it to be happened? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm trying to get to Mars. I don't need this fucking anti-Mars propaganda bullshit. According to the official synopsis, the world admired and respected Lauren in the aftermath of her space adventure, but Lauren knew inside, voices entreating her to love them. Outside, the mystery of the missing group that had gone before her, the dead group, or were they simply dead or something else? I'm in. I'll watch anything that fucking yeah. the Flanagans make. And Flanagan took to Twitter to share his excitement for the adaptation, saying, This project has been a dream of mine since I was a teenager. I'm so excited to be collaborating with my brother James and my partner in crime intrepid pictures on this epic horror movie in space. I mean, that makes me even excited, like even more excited that he liked it as a teenager. Yeah. Like, I will watch Mike Flanagan direct a video of somebody making a bloody sandwich. I don't know, okay. like that. That dude is just an amazing filmmaker. Yeah. And super talented and just like creative. But right. uh, you give me some like early '90s sci-fi horror shit, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Now, this next one, we're going to seesaw a bit back and forth. Okay. At, at the height, at that apex of the seesaw, you got Mads Mikkelsen coming up in another movie. Love him. And the other end of the seesaw, he's coming to be a co-star in Indiana Jones 5. Oh, they're doing another Indiana Jones film, huh? Yeah. It'll be uh, Harrison Ford's final run, apparently. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, a lot of speculation with his casting that he might be the villain. What if he just plays the same character he played in Casino Royale? That'd be pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Indiana loses a card game and gets hit in the balls with a rope. (laughs) Yeah. Potentially some good news for you. Steven Spielberg had previously been eyed to return as the director, but eventually declined thanks to disagreements on the script. Hmm. So, I don't know. That could go either way, really. I mean... It could be a bad script. Spielberg was the reason Indiana Jones films were good. Let's be honest here. But he also did do the fourth one, so... Yeah, after he let fucking George write it. Hmm. I just, I yeah. mean. So we got James Mangold coming in to direct this one. Hmm. Previously directed Logan, Walk the Line, and Ford vs. Ferrari. Well, I hate Walk the Line, but Logan was amazing, and Ford vs. Ferrari was pretty fucking good, too. Yeah. Um, I just, it's one of those things where, again, like I was saying, we can we can let our heroes lay to rest. Yeah. We can do other things instead of more Indiana Jones films. And I know that in terms of. The fucking nerdy bureaucrat fucks who run the production companies are like, yeah, but with an Indiana Jones title in front of the name, and then we can spell twenty four twenty four percent more market share, and then in that case, that means I can buy four more underage Filipino sex slaves. <laughs> fucking assholes. I just, um, I don't know, like. Mads Mikkelsen is an amazing actor, as yeah, we all know. Absolutely. Uh, Harrison Ford is an amazing actor, as we all know. And I think even in terms of the Crystal Skulls, like, 
he wasn't doing his best, <laughs> but he was still Indiana Jones. He's always going to be Indiana Jones. And honestly, with in terms of Indiana Jones, when it comes to the Crystal Skulls, that was one of the few times where I would have preferred a remake. Yeah. Because the thing with Indiana Jones, and I'm stealing a little bit, uh, there's actually a really good YouTube video about the theory of Indiana Jones and things like that from Red Letter Media, where they talk about like the uh, review of the Crystal Skulls. Yeah. Where Indiana Jones, we don't care about Indiana Jones as a character. Indiana Jones is a vicarious vessel that we live through. You know what I mean? Indiana Jones is who we all want to be as a man. He's, yeah. He's, you know, cunning, he's handsome, he's strong, he punches people, he sexes all the women, he's super smart, he goes on dangerous adventures and shit like that. It's like, you don't watch, like, Indiana Jones films are an adventure film. You don't watch it for the character of Indiana Jones. When you watch Indiana Jones, in your head, you're Indiana Jones. That's how how we, and by we I mean, like, men (laughs) in, like, our generations... That's how we watch Indiana Jones. We're like, yeah, I'm fucking Indiana Jones. That's what I would do. I'd fucking totally whip that shit out of his hand. I don't give mm. a fuck. Like, that's I'd the whole, punch that Nazi. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of it. Indiana Jones is you vicariously live through him. That's sort of like James Bond, in a way. Where, like, it's it's a vicarious vessel where you watch the adventure film, and you sort of like, yeah, I want to be Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of... Uh, Amateur filmmakers, like when they're, you know, 13, 14 years old, their first movies are usually Indiana Jones films. You know what I mean? They make an Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones is just like how we want to be, essentially. Like he's like the perfect version of what a man should be <laughs> to like men. It's like, yeah, I, I should be smart and like sophisticated and tough and mm-hmm. like handsome and handle all the shit and yeah. Like, yeah, like all that stuff. And if you disagree with with me on this, let me ask you one question. Would you be mad if Indiana Jones was in an Indiana Jones movie without the hat and the whip and the coat? Yeah. Would you be mad? I think so. Then the character doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all the symbols. Yeah. It's just that. It's just like that's He's like the, like the projection of masculinity, like what we want to be as men. So I would almost have rather have had... A remake for Indiana Jones 4. Like, just do a hard remake. Yeah. Cast, um... Honestly, I think Chris Pratt would have been pretty good to have done, like, especially back then during the Crystal Skulls, you know, era, was it, yeah. like, 10 years ago or so? Probably more now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, oh, eight. 13? Yeah, 13 years ago. Yeah, 13 years ago. This summer, yeah. Like, next month, yeah, it'll be 13 yeah. years. Get a Chris Pratt, like, a kind of, like, like a hunky, you know, down-home-looking dude with a strong jaw who's charismatic and funny. Get him to be a Denny and Jones. Just remake Indiana Jones. Nobody wants to be old. Like we, we don't be fifty years old and not able to climb up the top yeah. of a fucking pickup truck and shit like that. We want to see Indiana Jones is like thirty years old and like, yeah, I'm fighting the fucking Nazis and I'm doing archaeological digs. I'm banging this Nazi broad who's gonna fucking die when she falls down a fucking canyon and shit like that. I'll throw her into a boat. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like I fucking win. Yeah, yeah. By the time this comes out next July, Harrison Ford will be eighty years old. That's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to be 80-year-old fucking Indiana Jones. At best, you want to be, like, 60-year-old Henry Jones Sr. You know what I mean? Like, be mm-hmm. Sean Connery, who's also still banging the fucking German broads and knows what he's doing and punching people out and shit like that. So, again, goes back to my point. 
Indiana Jones is not a character. Well, he's a character. Obviously, it's stupid, but it, it doesn't have to be Matt like Harrison Ford. We don't have to watch Harrison Ford die in a leather jacket to be like, finally, the movies are over. Closure. It's like, it's like the one thing that I would be okay with a fucking remake on. But yeah, I mean, Matt Mickelson's a good actor. It depends yeah. on how badly the director fucks him. Right. And I'm sure, you know, we're, we're both going to see this. That's not going to, mm-hmm. there's no question about that, so. No, the assholes on Twitter will probably make me watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's something we're going to want to watch, though. The third Conjuring movie. Another the Devil Conjuring? Made Me Do It. Hell yeah. The director has now promised it'll be the biggest, darkest entry yet. Ooh, a lot more jump scares. Mm-hmm. So, after seven movies featuring parents trying to kill their children, children trying to kill their parents, nuns trying to kill nuns, and dolls trying to kill everyone, it's a bold claim to call The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It darker than any of its predecessors. But it's a claim that director Michael Chavez, who helmed 2019's The Curse of La Llorona, oh, stands by La Llorona. In a lot of ways, this is the biggest Conjuring movie, he tells IGN. I showed the final cut to star Vera Farmiga and her husband, and they agreed. They were like, this is the darkest Conjuring movie. It digs in some really dark material. This is definitely a case where there's some real consequence and there's real victims. Okay. I just hope he gets away from the jump scares, though. Yeah. Because I do, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Conjuring movies. Because I just, I, I love horror movies anyway. Mm-hmm. And these ones being, I mean, based on a true story, I'm putting air quotes in there for everybody. And they've got some, they've had some really good actors in all, in all of them. And like, they, they shoot them well in terms of like horror they can rely, especially lately, they've relied on the jump scare a little too much. And that's just, that's more of a a fault of the horror genre. Yeah. Like, the horror genre can kind of lean on the jump scare, uh, on the jump scare a little too much. But uh, yeah. Curse of La Llorona, I remember that movie very well, because, mm-hmm. um, what's her name, who played uh, Velma in the Scooby-Doo live action movies? Yeah, Cardellini. Linda Cardellini, who's one of the hottest women ever. She's the mother in that movie, and she has to jump in a pool, and she's wearing a white t-shirt, and it's probably go. the greatest scene <laughs> in cinema history, to be honest with you. That woman is so fucking hot. Jesus. Yeah. This does sound pretty cool, though. The new film's expanded scale and more ominous tone comes down to an early decision on the part of producer and franchise steward James Wan to abandon the haunted house setup of the first two Conjuring movies, pivoting to one of the Warren's most famous cases in America, the murder trial of Arnie Johnson. Hmm. Played here by Irish actor, is it Rory, I'm yeah. assuming? Rory O'Connor. In 1981, Johnson killed his landlord and at trial became the first person in American history to claim demonic possession as a defense. Nice. The Warrens' involvement in the, that case came after their high-profile investigations of the Amityville and Enfield hauntings, hmm. which were both featured in The Conjuring 2, right. and provided the filmmakers with an opportunity to open up the storytelling in a way that the more limited scope of previous films didn't allow for. It's so funny because like I'm super into this shit, mm-hmm. and I don't believe it in any way. <laughs> well, yeah, but... ghosts don't exist, demons don't exist, any of that shit. But I love reading about it. Yeah. Um. There's actually, from what I've heard, there's gonna be a, I don't know if it's a movie or a book, but uh, what's his name? The like last remaining guy alive from the Amityville murders. Oh yeah. Is doing like a tell-all here soon. It's either like a documentary or a book. I forget which. Hmm. He's supposed to have, like, all his shit out. But, like, it's funny because I love all this shit. I love the supernatural stuff. I love reading all about it and stuff like that. And I love all the movies and everything. But I don't believe a fucking inch of it. Like, are you kidding me? How fucking stupid do you have to be? (laughs) 
No, this sounds fucking awesome, though. I'm yeah. fucking super into it. And that means Patrick Wilson's coming back. Mm-hmm. And I love Patrick Wilson. Yep. While the devil made me do it, might eschew the Conjuring versus Haunted House roots, the central dy- dynamic of Ed and Lorraine's relationship remains intact going in. But Chavez teases that their bond will be tested like never before, with permanent consequences lurking around the corner, particularly for Patrick Wilson's Ed. Oh, no. So, yeah, a little creepy. Patrick Wilson's such a good actor. Yeah. I love that fucking guy. It took me a while to, like, it was back before I used to recognize actors very often. Mm-hmm. But I realized I was like, oh, you know, I like like a lot of shit that he's been in. <laughs> like, he's a really good actor. So, yeah, Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It premieres on HBO Max and in theaters on June 4th. Hell yeah. So we're only about a month away from that one. Good. Even better. The last bit of movie news here. Yeah, it's kind of a, a cool little fun story I know you'll relate to as being a big fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I am. Uh, Rocky Horror played in an empty Oregon movie theater for 54 weeks straight. <laughs> Which helped continue, let's see, what is it here? So the film came out in 1975, mm-hmm. was a worldwide phenomenon for decades. And uh, in Portland, Oregon, there's a movie theater at the Clinton Street Theater. They've held Saturday night screenings of the cult film for 43 years straight, one of the longest-running unbroken streaks of weekly Rocky Horror screenings in the world. The theater itself was forced to close its doors in March of 2020 due to COVID-19 restrictions, but the streak has continued apace. The tradition was maintained by Nathan Williams, who rolled out to the theater for 54 consecutive Saturdays to attend screenings by himself or with a friend. He did it during snowstorms and a bunch of different actions, different stuff they, they go on to explain, but pretty cool, you know? Little, Nathan, you're a true healer, brother. Yeah. Way to be. Way to keep it alive. Here's a jump to the left to you, buddy. That's right. 43 years in a row now. It's such a fun thing with, like, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's yeah. just like... How it's caught on. And again, that's another thing that is just past generations. Like, everyone. Like, that's always going to be a counterculture movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm assuming kids who are like 19 right now are probably watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think it's just always going to be in that spot. Yeah, this is really cool because uh, he did it for 54 weeks straight just by himself. Good for him. Which means that finally on April 3rd, they reopened the theater. And it's a 222-seat theater and was filmed, filled with 50 filmgoers, the largest audience currently permitted no, under okay. Oregon's restrictions for a 9 p.m. screening of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Nice. That's just so awesome to fucking keep that shit up. Yeah. Just keep it going. It's like, fuck you. Yeah, so good on him. And that's, that's fucking fun to find an ongoing, like, weekly show. Because usually, like, I mean, every small town, well, not small town, but, like, every, like, theater... Mm-hmm. We'll do a Rocky Horror show in during like yeah. Halloween time. Sure. You know what I mean, like somewhere in October. Or like a midnight movie sometime, yeah. That's awesome. Way to be, brother. Way to be. And next up, we're going to move to some TV news, and we got to do a little glass clinking. Oh, yeah, I can already see it. Yep. Our beloved Jessica Walter, known mostly nowadays for Arrested Development and Archer, has passed away at 80 years old. So, She's a true hero. Drinking her honor. I already know the line that she's saying in that scene. <laughs> Jessica Walter. First off, fun little story. I don't know if you've ever seen her like when in her younger days. Mm-hmm. She was a fucking dime piece. She was gorgeous looking. I could see it. I could definitely see it. But she is so fucking funny. Yeah. Like she was not known for being a comedic actress like her because she, I mean, she was like around for a while. You know what I mean? Like she oh, was yeah. doing like you know movies for a long time. Yeah. And shit like that. She was, fu- she's so goddamn funny. She had 
some of the perfect comedic talent that I've ever seen. Like she understood comedic timing to a T. She got it. <laughs> yeah. And she's so fucking funny. She always reminded me of like if my grandmother was rich, that's what her character would be in Arrested Development. That's oh, wow. essentially the same person. Right? <laughs> it's just like like it's the same fucking thing. That's awesome. Iconic roles, both of those. Just, like, she, yeah, she was in. A, she was Lucille in Arrested Development. And she was uh, uh, Mallory. Mallory in Archer, and she's. It's the same character. It doesn't matter. In fact, yeah. it's kind of funny because in Archer they pull a lot of people from Arrested Development into that, mm-hmm. to, like do do shit with her. She's so goddamn funny. I don't yeah. know how. Like, and I had I no idea she was that old. Like, she projects as a younger person. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one with her and uh, Kitty, where they mm-hmm. fucking they do the drink off <laughs> when she comes home from fucking rehab. So we get a Kitty. She's also in Archer. Is she really? Yeah, she's uh, Cheryl. No shit, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah, they grabbed a lot of people from Arrested Development. I, 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 I'm assuming some of the writers of Archer worked on Arrested Development, but uh, yeah, no, just Jessica Walter is just she fucking was so funny <laughs> she just understood she had such great comedic timing and comedic timing is impossible to teach yep. you either get why it's funny or you don't like there's no way to teach what comedic timing is i mean she's just she was the best she still is the best i'm yep. fucking i'm gonna get a full back piece for her i'm gonna miss her a lot yeah that's a fucking bummer me and Emma actually like when we, the, the news first dropped of this. I mm. just I went in in the living room and started watching Arrested Development. I was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna just start season one. That's where we're starting from. I don't give a fuck. Nice. Move on to some happier news though. Well, happy and sad. <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania, our, our beloved animated show, is going to be ending in season four. Did you watch it? No, it hasn't dropped yet. No, I mean the other seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm caught up now. Right. I did catch up. Yep. What did you think? I don't know if we talked about it or not. It's really good, man. Isn't like, it? The animation it's is superb. Amazing. It's so good. And it's so touching. I did not expect it to be so heartfelt, dude. Dude, I got like fucking tears just in the first episode. Oh, between yeah. Dracula and his wife. Yes. Like, that was fucking beautiful. Oh, yeah. They made Dracula. Like, and I felt for him, too. Yeah, like, you almost feel for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. I'm rooting for him. Like, <laughs> it's a fucking great way to write that shit, too. Absolutely. Yeah, season four is going to be the end of it. and uh, But Netflix has already said that they're going to be uh, spinning off into a new series afterwards. But the uh, ten episode fourth Metroid. season is coming uh, May thirteenth. Um, see, you know, honestly, I mean, I I hate to see it go. Yeah. But I'd rather them decide they're going to have an ending so they can wrap up a story. Exactly. As opposed to like draw it out until it sucks or like not get another season and end on a cliffhanger. At least they know where the ending is coming from. Mm-hmm. The writers of the show are very talented. Yeah. So I think that's that's the best way to do it. Yeah. So. So like. <laughs> The last episode of this new season will be like Simon being born, right? And the the new spinoff series will just be Simon's that, fucking story. That's what a lot of people are thinking, yeah. yeah. And then it'll go to Trevor, and then yeah, no, it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, I know because it was Trevor. Trevor was Simon's dad, right? Yeah, Trevor was the original. Yeah, Trevor, and then Simon is it Michael? I'm not sure on that because it, it was the the Mirror of Fates. There was another son. Yeah, yeah, I never played those games. Mirror of it was actually really good. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I remember wanting to get that tattoo for a long time. I was going to get the Belmont crest on my uh, <laughs> on my back. Nice. Probably still will, honestly. <laughs> get, like, on, like, like, my back left shoulder or something. Yeah. I'm a fucking nerd. Yeah, this, this show's been great. It's I've, so I've really been enjoying it. I'm 
watch it again. Yeah. Castlevania. Fucking Emma loved it. Nice. And she'd never played any of the Castlevania games. Was like basically unaware they were games. Like she'd heard of them. But yeah. Didn't know anything about them. And she watched them and fucking loved them. So. Nice. And then in another good Netflix news. Love, Death, and Robots. Season 2 is coming soon. Nice. I still need to watch season 1, I'll be honest with you. It's already been renewed for a third season. No. I mean, fucking Netflix just buying fucking three seasons yeah. all day, son. Just money, money, money. It's like me at the bar on payday. Like, mm-hmm. fucking three round. Fucking three seasons. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, season 2 for this drops on May 14th. Excellent. So. Was it good? I haven't watched the first season yet. Is it pretty good? Yeah, we watched some of them together, actually. That's right, we did. Yeah. It was good, too. I mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to finish it. Yeah, I didn't get through all of them. I think I only watched the ones that I watched with you guys, but... Yeah, I'm about to finish it. Yeah. It's good, though. It was. I can't wait. This next one, a little bit of intrigue. I was... Mm. I don't know how much you remember from the... Did you ever watch the old Incredible Hulk show? Lou Ferrigno? Oh, with Lou? I mean, like, I wasn't really around for it, but I've yeah. seen, like, episodes and shit from it, of course. Okay. Yeah, I used to watch it with my dad when I was a kid, and then they brought it back in the early 90s with, like, three different movies, like mm. TV movies. Okay. And it started with uh, the trial of the Incredible Hulk, where nice. they brought in Daredevil and Wilson Fisk, nice. Kingpin. And then they did, uh, oh god, what is the second one? I think it's just the Incredible Hulk Returns, and that one had Thor in it. And that's a really cool movie. Oh yeah, that was the old school mm-hmm. with the fucking the really shitty costumes that they made for yes. Thor wearing those. Yeah, yep. I remember those. And then they finished it out with uh, the death of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he finally gets peace at the end. Yeah. And then but, he spends the rest of his life just hitchhiking down the road <laughs> with the doom, 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 doom. But they have a, a new documentary I need to check out here on IGN called The Incredible MCU That Time Forgot. Because apparently all these different guest appearances in those Hulk movies mm. were going to spin off into other TV shows oh. on NBC. So NBC had TV plans for a Daredevil show after doing The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. But the CBS adaptation of The Flash was what abandoned what the Daredevil show. Okay. So they they uh. I think I out... remember. I think Kevin Smith has talked about the like. Yeah. Was like gonna be Daredevil show in the nineties or something like that. Yeah. I think he's so, talked about that before. Unfortunately, the show never made out of the gate due to the CBS network's interest in a competing DC project, which was a nineteen ninety series about the Flash. So I hear from my agent says uh, Smith, who was contracted to play daredevil mm-hmm. he goes we have a problem i go what kind of problem he goes well cbs bought your contract for daredevil because they're coming out with the flash and they don't want the competition so nbc sold your contract well there you go so that contract sale put the daredevil show on ice jesus and so smith was essentially paid not to play daredevil so that the flash could succeed Which although it didn't, that probably. series would only last a single season before being canceled <laughs> it like, itself it did not yeah. succeed <laughs> we're not talking about the cw flash ladies yeah. and gentlemen so isn't that crazy? What could have been? Yeah, there's there's the Thor from the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so he literally like they went to like a costume city. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, yeah, here's twenty bucks. Uh, now he's fucking Thor. Who cares? Yeah. Shut up, nerd. And they take him to a bar, and he's like chugging beer by the pitchers and stuff, yes. and <laughs> hanging out with all the bikers. I love I, that movie. It's so I cheesy. I remember uh, like old uh, Smodcast podcast with like Kevin Smith. He's talking about like the Daredevil show that was gonna be and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, there was Daredevil and Black Widow. So. Yep. Pretty Widow, crazy. Who does not have red hair, so yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty wild that that, that was uh, could have happened, but Man, the Flash canceled so it out. crazy shit. 
everybody's missing out on the fucking animated series that were way better anyway in the right. 90s. So, Like Spider-Man, which was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. The 90s Spider-Man animated series was fucking groundbreaking. Moving on to some video game news to finish up. <gasps> you know how I always like my crazy builds. I True. brought those up on the podcast before. Check this shit out. So, the title of the article is This Madman Made the World's Largest Working Switch. You son of a bitch. Hooks up to an embedded 4K TV. <laughs> the thing has giant working buttons. But for ease, you're going to want to hook up something like a pro controller to it. So, you can see this thing. The entire rig is 65 pounds. Oh, for God's sake. Has a 4K display. Clocks in at 30 inches high and 70 inches wide. Like my dick. And works completely. But the story doesn't end there either. It's got a little heartwarming touch to it. He donated the giant switch to St. Jude's Aww. Children's Hospital. So man. look at this thing. He's standing next to it. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they, they got it uh, hosted out and, and with a little switch next to it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What a hero, too. Yeah. Fucking just donate that shit to the Children's Hospital. Yep. Way to be, brother. Yeah, Way absolutely. to be. That's fucking awesome. Yep. So it's now like, that's in their like uh, Children's guy. Cancer Award now. And they're playing like, Mario Kart against each other. It's beautiful. <laughs> they're all fucking chasing one button. Mm-hmm. Like fucking guys like this, man. Like where it's just you have that much knowledge, you just figure shit out, and then you just do it to make a fuck around post on YouTube and then donate it to a cancer ward. Like, yeah, yeah go ahead and take it. I was just fucking around. I don't Absolutely. Care. Yeah. Way to be, brother. That's just fucking awesome, though. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that was Michael Pick. If you want to check him out nice. on YouTube, he's Maybe got Michael. videos of it out there. Yep, check it out, guys. Watch the video. So subscribe to him. He deserves it. And some new video game news. This one looks kind of neat. Have you heard about this game called Ghosts? I have not. So it's an FMV horror game. Nice. So it, it plays out like a movie, you know, but you're Fucking controlling the movie. Classic 90s style. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Okay. I got All right. You. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is coming out in February of next year. It's written and directed by the guy who did the uh, horror movie that was host that was all about the Zoom. Did oh, you watch yeah, that at yeah, all yeah. from Shutter last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As far as how the game works, players take on the role of a TV producer for a failing cable channel called Fry TV. Oh, it's like uh, what was it Night Watch or fucking what was that one? Mm-hmm. All the chicks are like babysitting or whatever. The dudes are trying to break. Into yeah, the house. Uh, Night Trap. Yeah, Night Trap. Yep. Yes, thank you. Okay. So, Ghost is the channel's flagship show, which is a rebranded version of a popular show where viewers used to watch ghost hunters explore haunted locations. <laughs> it seems like you'll be watching and calling the shots of this new version of the show and following the cast as they are haunted by an antagonistic force called the Long Lady. Ooh, designed hot. to be playable only at 10 p.m. in your local time zone each night. <laughs> the game will start cast members from Pandemic Horror Hit Host including Haley Bishop, Radina Drondova, Gemma Moore, Carolyn Ward, and Emma Louise Webb, and they're investigating a street reportedly haunted by the long lady. Mm. While details are scarce, it seems you'll be making the decision for them as they search the area. There's no floating words or glowing doors that presented to you. You're seemingly playing the game through the eyes of the camera. There are consequences for all of your choices, though. Playing it safe is not always the best option. Ooh, yeah, this sounds a lot like Night Trap. Yep. If players turn the game off at any point, they lose, and oh, the cast shit. will die in really horrible ways. No. If players load up the game before 10 p.m., they're met with a classic test card. But if you crack the test, you can have access to an unlockable pre-watershed version where you can breathe and save your progress. <laughs> but once it hits 10 p.m., all bets are off, and you're in the real <laughs> game again. Uh, the feared ad is yet unseen long lady is also going to be fabricated by Jim Henson's Creature Shop, so you're nice. getting a practical effect for it. Hell yes! Thank you. Again, yeah. someone else who listens to this fucking podcast. Yes. 
and realizes the practical effects of the way to go. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like gimmicky as hell, but I'm kind of in on oh, this, you know, dude. It's 100% gimmicky, but I'm, I'm not, I, I think I want to check it out. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it because, I mean, like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm in bed by 9 o'clock. I'm not fucking staying until 10. <laughs> That's not you, so like, That's uh, true. But, like, my fucking alarm goes off at 4.30 in the morning. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, we're going to rush through the last few here. Try to get you home. Staying up with that. But, like, it, it definitely, just from what I what you read to me there, it has mm-hmm. a kind of a night trap feel. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not against a bit of a gimmick, of course. Yeah. Go, go for a gimmick. Have some fun. We're, right. we're in a new age of media. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we have connected media now. Absolutely. And they're spreading the love. It's coming to PlayStation, PC, Xbox, Switch, and Mac. I'll be honest with you. If he was really smart, you know what he would have done? What's that? Smartphone app. Ooh. That's what he should have done. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're gonna make it like time constrained like that, where you gotta be at 10 p.m. on your smartphone app. Let it, let everybody like fucking get together, have like fucking like watch party, play play parties, or the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And you have all your friends together playing on that. That's what he should have done. Yeah. I don't know how this is gonna affect replayability. That's true too. Yeah. I can guarantee you that this podcast will be following whatever stories come from this. Though, oh yeah. So. so yeah. Uh, set right now to release February 22nd of next year. So, so we got some time. Yep. We'll keep following up on it. This next one will be pretty short. Uh, it's just so crazy I had to put it in there. I, I thought about cutting it, but I just I have to show you this. You have to see this. All right, bring it. So the title of the article really got me to click on it. It was clickbait. It's a, I wasn't ready for this off-the-rails video game trailer, and you won't be either. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, I'll check it out. What is this? So it started with a tweet, and then another tweet, and now here I am telling you to watch an off-the-rails trailer for a trashy Steam Early Access game called Together BNB that has, quote, mostly meg- negative reviews. Even better. I love it. Yeah. Here's, the, here's, here's the tweet that got this guy down the rabbit hole. This guy, Lonnie, says, uh, I found this game on Steam where you own a bed and breakfast, but you spend the whole game taking creep shots of girls in their room. Then suddenly you're in the woods shooting wolves with a gun. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. So the game's... You had me at wolves. (laughs) The game's plot, surprisingly there's a plot, revolves around the newly established manager of a bed and breakfast, James, and his brother, who owns the joint, but has vanished. In the meantime, James has to assist the beautiful tenants of the B&B, satisfy them, and help them. With that set up in mind, please enjoy this batshit trailer in which James drives up a mountain road, unloads his gun on a wolf, fires at his kitchen, and then shoots some late night hoops. (laughs) You gotta check this out. I dude. can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's fucking great. Together B and B. Everybody go check that shit out. Read the top comment on YouTube. <laughs> this trailer looks like it's showing me the daily routine of a psychopath, and I cannot tell if it's intentional or not. <laughs> Somebody else put Kojima's new project looks like an absolute banger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you know what I can promise, though? What's that? Uh, I don't know if I'll play this game or not, but I can promise that if the A to Z gaming channel ever goes live, if we start Twitch streaming shit, <laughs> this will be the first game that we fucking play on it. I can promise you that, son. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> you guys let us know if you want to see an A to Z gaming uh, like streaming channel. Yeah. Because if you do, we're going to be playing together B&B for the first six months. <laughs> Like, you created this game. How do you come up with that for your trailer? Like, that doesn't... How does that... Why not? Fuck him. Who cares? He clearly spent, like, forty, like $400 to make it. He's like, if I sell it 10 times, I'm, I'm breaking even. Who gives a shit? 
<laughs> put out some fucking ridiculous, crazy ass fucking trailer. It's like fucking worked on me. I want to play it. Okay. Shit. There we go. That's awesome. I'm gonna Steph Curry that shit, and then yeah. get some big titty Japanese girl drunk on wine and titty banger. Give, give her a deer shit. statue. Like give her a deer statue and a wolf. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> You're gonna have sex on the wolf rug. I'm gonna fuck her so hard they'll be so full of testosterone I'll have to kill a coyote. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna end up this week with the oh, last fun. bit of video game news here that Kotor has officially looks like gonna be remade from Port mm. Studio Aspir. This is a remake, not a remaster. Correct. Yeah. Mm. The developer is known for often releasing straight ports, but work is currently underway to make the project more of a remake instead. Hmm. Their most recent work, they did PS4 and Switch versions of Star Wars Republic Commando. Is a PS4 version of fucking Republic Commando? Yeah, it just came out. Why like, the fuck am I not, why do I, why, why did I not own that? I should be playing that right now. Fuck this podcast. <laughs> you know how good Republic Commando is? No, I don't. It's amazing. Is it? Bro, yes. Okay. It's like Rainbow Six, but you're clone troopers. Oh. It's fucking badass. Did you never play it? No. Oh, you're missing out, son. Nice. Fucking pick that shit up. It's awesome. I'm gonna have to. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Back. No, that's about all I had. So, so they're remaking Nice Republic. They're gonna make it not like the turn-based. Well, it's not technically turn-based because it's all yeah, happening not really. the thing. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm obviously excited to. I mean, I have both of the games on my fucking phone, so that will pretty much yeah. tell you how much I like Nice Little Republic. Yeah, but uh, yeah, rumors have been swirling for some time, suggesting that the game was in development and would quote integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the current Star Wars canon. I'd rather go shoot wolves and look at giant <laughs> Japanese titties. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, together B and B, my friend. <sighs> I mean, like, you know, I, look, I don't have to sit here and justify or defend my love for Knights of the Republic. Everybody who knows me knows how much I love that game. Mm. I own both of them on my phone. Literally right now, I could pull up either one and start playing it. I just, I don't need it to be remade, and I definitely don't need it to be mixed into the new Star Wars canon. <laughs> yeah. It was already canon to begin with. You don't have to mix it into the new one. It was canon for the originals. Yeah. Because it happens like 5,400 years before yeah, the fucking before anything. Wars. Yeah. So we're allowed to do whatever the fuck we want. And with that, that's the end of the topics. Ah, good. You wanna <laughs> take us on out of here? I think you're ready for bed. This has been a long one, man. I'm, yeah. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. I hope I didn't keep you up too late. Rather, I apologize. If I oh, no, I'm fine. All right, cool, cool, cool. I usually go to bed by midnight, so. Right on. Good for you. I don't have to get up till 7, so. Oh, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, anyway, um... I hope you guys had as much fun as I did. I was, I'm feeling giddy. I was really happy to be back behind the mic. This is awesome to yeah. record again. Again, let me just apologize real hard to everybody. I'm, I'm sorry it took me so long to get back in here and uh, get the wheels rolling again. Uh, everything should be worked out now. We're going to... Uh, well, not we. I am going to do everything I can to be here fucking every week. Varble's always ready to go. It's not his fault in any way. It's always but, me. I'm going to step up a bit, too, and you know, get those edits out a little quicker. So, But... Uh, yeah, I, I want to thank you guys, everybody, so much for supporting us, even through the little little break here. I, I, I keep hearing you guys on uh, Twitter, and I want you to know you do not irritate me. It's awesome to hear that you guys are into it. Like, it's fucking awesome. It always shocks me that anyone besides me and Varvel would have any interest in this fucking podcast whatsoever. <laughs> uh, love you guys so much for supporting us. Let me give a uh, really big shout-out to Ray. Thanks for coming in here, brother, and... Uh, 
keeping my uh, co-host company, giving him some things to talk about. Thank you, buddy. And uh, even bigger shout out just to uh, Kevin for breaking the fucking record for his uh, fucking Indiegogo projects for fucking Cockhammer Lives. That is so awesome to hear, brother. Uh, Varvel showed me the uh, video earlier, man. I could not be more proud to even be slightly involved in it just for helping to fucking boost the sales. Guys, if you guys are not jumping on that shit, get get the Cockhammer Lives. Follow fucking Kevin on uh, Twitter. Is he Kevin the Strange? Is that who he's at on, on Twitter? That's correct. You got it. Yeah, at Kevin the Strange on Twitter. He's just a hilarious, super creative, awesome dude. Yep. going to be hitting the convention scene hard this summer. He's going to like six different cities throughout the Midwest. So perfect. Get out there, meet Kevin, talk to him, get his autograph, buy his shit. Yeah, if you see him, tell him the A to Z podcast sent you. Hell yeah! And the uh, fucking we're gonna ride that train all the way to Strangeville. Choo choo, motherfucker. Choo choo. But uh, seriously, man, thank you uh, so much for uh, Ray and Kevin both. Thank thank you guys so much for fucking carrying us through. We're going to do everything we can to support you guys. We'll let you know whenever they're out and about, doing anything they can. Uh, give them both a follow on Twitter. Uh, like I said, Kevin is at Kevin the Strange. Ray is uh, at Ray Drums on Things. Is that what he said? Uh, drums on Everything. Drums on Everything. Sorry. At Ray Drums on Everything. Follow him. He's got, uh, is he, he's on two bands now. That he's, uh, three now. Is it, is it three now that yep. he's rolling with? Mm-hmm. Well, he's, at, he's, uh, is he, he's with Hooky. Mm-hmm. Um, Shit, what are the other yeah. two? I'll look while you're there. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead and look. And then also, all you guys who just, you know, keep listening and keep re-listening to the shit that we got that we got the cut, uh, the podcast out there for, cannot thank you guys enough. I really uh, appreciate it. It's fucking awesome. We are going to do our best to, again, like I said, not we, me. I'm going to do my best to be in here every fucking week so we can give you more podcasts. We're going to keep it rolling. We love you guys. Uh, make sure to follow us both on Twitter. You can find Varvel at BigGuyACV on Twitter. That's me. You can find me on Twitter at MelchKnowsBest. That's M-E-L-C-H knows best. Knows with a K. You can also follow the show at The A to Z Show. Uh, make sure to send in questions, comments, concerns, videos, jokes, dirty limericks, uh, rhyming synopsises fucking manifestos whatever i will read it on the air i don't care and uh also if you got something bigger you can't send over twitter because maybe it's illegal or whatever i don't care like i'm fucking punk rock i'm all down for it you can also send shit to our uh gmail it's an official business account technically is how i set it up when i made it and that's a to z show dot ask at gmail.com Look that up. Uh, also, the same thing. If you fuck, man, if, if you got something you want to get plugged, send us a fucking link. Let us know. Like, if it's something cool, we'll fucking plug it for free. We don't give a shit. We're not asking for money. We just want to support some fucking creativity and get some fucking good love out there and some good shit. And uh, other than that, fuck, man, I don't know. Happy to be back behind the mic, having a good time. Love you guys very, very much. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Varble, love you. Thanks for holding this shit together. Oh, yeah, buddy. Ray, Kevin, thanks for fucking carrying my fat-ass dead weight like I'm Wilson on the fucking uh, raft and castaway, only instead of a volleyball, I'm like a fucking bowling ball made out of depleted uranium. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other Sorry. than that, man, like, fuck, love you guys. Ray's other brands, are, it is the Step Brothers. 
uh, Colossal Wreck are the other two bands. This is Brothers Colossal Wreck. Hooky. Find all of them on your Facebooks, on your Twitter. Find Ray at Ray Drums on everything. Find Kevin at Kevin the Strains. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Give them any kind of info you can give them. Give them all the attention. Give yourselves some love. Give your friends some love. We love all of you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is the A to Z podcast. It's going to keep going, and we will see you guys next week. Love you. Goodbye.